serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. It's homecoming here in Hallsville as the Indians get ready to take on Osage here tonight and some alumni in the stands on this late September Friday evening for a homecoming matchup here on the Show Me Sports Network. Happy Friday, everyone. As always, Ben Schmidt and alongside me, Cameron Payne, ready for hopefully an exciting football game ahead. I think you and I both think that this could be a pretty evenly matched game and hopefully one that gives Halls with a third straight victory after starting the season one and two. Yeah, like you said, they started one and two, but they were able to battle back with a couple good wins over for sales and Eldon last week that you and Justin had the call for. Um, and you know what, Ben? You know what I'm excited for today? I'm excited for not just the football game, the weather. It's finally starting to get a little cold outside. You know what that means? More running the football and physical play. It is certainly. We said, I think Justin and I said football weather a couple weeks ago when we were last year. But now we're really, I mean, you got the gloves on. So I got the gloves on. You, you are bundled up a little bit. It's it's time to ground and pound. And you have to feel pretty good about the Hallsville offense because they can do that with the best of them. We'll get some of those stats in just a moment. But to recap last week, Hallsville's second straight win, second straight road win. They went into Eldon, and early in the fourth quarter, it was a 20-14 to game that they were winning, but then the Indians really put their foot on the gas and scored 24 straight points in the fourth quarter to win the game 44-14, to and three of the touchdowns coming from the legs of Colton Nichols in that fourth quarter as he had five rushing touchdowns in total last week. Harrison Fowler went over 100 rushing yards. He's been incredible since returning from injury, and it, it seems to be humming right now that injury looks to be behind Colton Nichols, and... A lot to look forward to over the next couple weeks for Hallsville. You know, a lot to look forward to, but they got a tough matchup in week eight. So not not next week, but the week after. It's at Blair Oaks and Dylan Hare in that offense, and it's going to be a tough matchup for them. Real quick against the team that Hallsville is facing in Osage. Had a little bit of a rough start to the season. Osage dropped their first three games to Jefferson City, Moberly, 
and Blair Oaks, but then it's been much better the last two weeks as Osage beat an Eldon team. We saw last week, they beat him two weeks ago, 28 to nothing, and then last week against California, went on the road and grabbed a 54 to 30 win, and in large part due to their senior quarterback, Connor Vaughn, who's put together a stretch for a couple nice games, and you were kind of watching him during warmups, seems to have a pretty big physical presence that I think is really kind of what's helped Osage move the football with him under center. I think what I said during warmups, I'm like, is that their quarterback? He's huge. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, he, he looks a little bit bigger out there. I mean, he's he's uh, six inches taller. Actually, no, he's eight inches taller than his own running back. Yeah. So, and it's 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 a it's a big guy back there at quarterback, and one who is certainly starting to put things together and could give the Hallsville defense some trouble. The Hallsville defense has been much much improved the last couple of weeks after the 59 point. I guess you could call it a meltdown against Boonville. Gave up just six against First Hills and 14 last week against Eldon. I mean, 20 points given up in your last six games. It, it's pretty good. And last week was a large part of the defensive line. The combination on the defensive ends from Larkin and Nichols. Then you kind of have the rotation of Perigo, Walters, Crane, all there in there in the middle. Was really able to generate some pressure. And I would expect this defense to be flying to the football again tonight for Hallsville. They've got good players at all three levels of it. And, uh, they are certainly hitting their stride, and you just hope that continues as we get late into the season. Like I said, they're hitting their stride right now. Um, they are going to have their hands full tonight, though. Uh, we looked at, we mentioned Connor Vaughn's physical presence uh, a couple moments ago. Um, this Hallsville line is going to have some their hands full dealing with that big frame of his. He's 6'2", 165. I would expect a lot of quarterback runs, maybe some read options, just get his quarterback out in space and use that physical body. That's what I'm expecting from Osage. DJ Larkin. And uh, Jake Crane and Kale Nichols got a lot of work ahead for them tonight. And speaking of the line, you just hit on the defensive line for Hallsville. Before we get into the coaching interview in just a moment, I want to highlight something on the offensive line, and that is a new starter in there on this offensive line for Hallsville. We've seen essentially the same group of five all season long, but this week, due to a hamstring injury to Cooper Rhodes, it'll be Tyson Perigo getting a start at right tackle. The four to the left of Perigo remain the same, but a little bit of shuffling there on the tackle position. Once again, Tyson Perigo getting the start blocking for the quarterback, Colton Nichols, who currently sits with 16 rushing touchdowns at another six through the air and it all accumulates to one heck of a season so far for the junior quarterback. We talked to head coach of Hallsville, Justin Conyers, about his quarterback and the rest of his roster in general as you get ready for this homecoming matchup against Osage. And you're going to hear that entire interview when we come back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere. We've got football ahead. We've got Coach Conyers ahead. And we've got homecoming festivities ahead. So we'll take a quick break and be back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Welcome back, everyone, on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. And as we do every Friday before we kick things off here, I want to welcome on head coach of Hallsville, Justin Conyers, to the pregame show. Coach, as always, thanks so much for joining us and taking the time to sit down with me. Hey, awesome to be here again. Excited for this Friday night of football. So your team coming off of back-to-back -back wins and both of them on the road, so already not 
easy to win multiple games in a row, but to do both of it on the road, uh, what's the morale kind of looking like for your team in the program right now? Um, you know, to be honest with you, after the sales game and the fashion of it, it didn't feel like we really still believe that we were where, where we were, where we needed to be as a football team um, after that game. Um, you know, and, and trying to really make our kids understand that once we get everybody back healthy, we're going to be a completely different ball club. And then I think seeing that come to light last week with getting our quarterback back and having a couple other guys step back in some other positions for us, um, you know, you were able to see kind of how we got the season started out offensively at least and how we were able to go out and score some points. So after that big win, I thought that was the step. And that's what I told our guys on the field Friday night was that was the step I felt our program needed on the road for that kind of victory versus very good and well-coached Elden football team. So you just mentioned a moment ago how you were talking about wait until we get all our guys back healthy. Something you also you kept saying at the beginning of the season was we've got a long way to go. There's still plenty of time to get things turned around. You even mentioned rather lose one there at the beginning than, than late in the season in a big playoff game. How does it feel now a couple weeks later to kind of see the words coming true where teams like you guys are really turning it on? Uh, I mean, once again, said the same thing on Friday night to them. Um, you know, you've heard me say this on here before. It's not about how we're playing in weeks one, two, and three. And the thing I went back to was, you know, is, is the big one really that sticks out of my mind is the one-point loss to Boonville. Um, you know, that one was was a herder. You know, I, I, it took me – I always say, hey, we have to flush it, and I, I couldn't even flush it. So I know it had to haunt them a little bit just because of the way that we lost that football game. But I think right now we're right in the right spot where we want to be where we need to be as a football program. And like I said to them is, as much as it bothers me to say this, I promise you that we will not care about that loss to Boonville if we can continue to play the way that we're playing right now and take the steps you know, moving forward here so that we're ready to play our best football right here in our latter weeks before we get into districts. So one of the big keys from the win last week against Eldon seemed to be uh, for a large portion of the game, you guys were able to get a consistent pressure on the quarterback, Hunter Heath. What kind of led to that? Because it, there was kind of, outside of a couple plays here and there, limited his ability to throw the football down the field. Well, I think one big time is, uh, you know, having T.J. Larkin back at defensive end for us and moving him around a little bit defensively and, and finding the matchups that we wanted when it came to pass rates and situations for him. And also, uh, you know, we just have gotten a lot better defensively here in the last few weeks. I, I think a lot of people obviously have seen it on film. Is we've changed from a, from an odd front to a forefront, and, and it's really helped us out in the front play, in the front seven of our defense. You know, our linebackers are playing much better. They're reading keys the way they need to be read, and they're flying to the football. And a lot of times it, it looks to the, to the naked eye like we're bringing pressure, but in reality, you know, we're, we're doing our job, and we're reading the keys, and we're pulling the trigger quicker, and we're doing the things – that we need to do to be successful on the defensive side of the football. So wanted to get your thoughts on this because at least from my point of view, you seem to be like an uh, area of growth for your football team as the season gone on because it became an eight-point game there early in the fourth quarter after the long touchdown pass against Eldon. And then you guys kept your foot on the gas, put the game away, scored 20 straight points. And it was a little bit different than earlier in the season where I had a little bit more trouble putting games away. What do you think kind of has led to that? Uh, number one is I will tell you right now that I will I will take we all take pride in, in our conditioning and I feel like we are in great shape and we are not the ones that are cramping we are not the ones that are bent over grabbing our knees we're not the ones breathing hard we take pride and I tell them that that's going to happen every single fourth quarter and and now that we're getting later in the season and those two sided players the game starts to wear on them 
you can really start to see who conditions and who doesn't. And uh, I, I will definitely tell you that our kids take pride in it. They know it. They can sense it. They can feel it. They sent it to me on Friday night. You know, when there was a little break in play, they came over to me and we, we huddled up offensively and they said, hey, this is where we finish the game right here, isn't it, Coach? And I said, you're exactly right. This is where we take control and uh, we, we go and we motor this thing and we go put another one in and we don't look back. And I think they're, they believe in that process right now. So I don't care what week it is. We're going to condition every single week and we do two sessions of it every single day at practice. And so we will continue to do that as long as we're playing football throughout the course of the year. So now after the two straight wins, you guys come back home, now get two in a row at home. Is there a message to kind of stay the course and not get too high um, coming into this upcoming stretch? Yeah, you know, that's one thing I believe, especially with the senior class that we have and, and you know, having 16 seniors, they've been with us all four years of the program and we've been here now. And so they understand that it, it's not, it, it can't be ups and downs, you know, it's really gotta be about consistency. Um, and it's okay to celebrate, be excited, you know, after a win, but it's back to work whenever it comes to, to Monday for those guys, you know, coaches work Sunday to get a great game plan put together for our kids and back to back to the drawing board for the kids on Monday and ready to learn. And I think they, they really buy into that. You know, they've done a great job at practice this week of being focused and understanding really what, you know, Osage can bring to the table and how they're going to attack us and how we have to play fundamentally sound on both sides of the football in order to have our success. So talking about your quarterback, Colton Nichols, just here for a moment, after the five rushing touchdown performance last week, is the, is the injury kind of in the rearview mirror because it didn't seem to play a huge part in last week's game? Well, I think it's something in the back of his mind that kind of always is there just a little bit just because it did happen. Um, I don't think he's 100%, so to say, but I believe he's 95%. Um, you know, I've seen him a couple times in practice this week where you're kind of like, eh, you know, you kind of hope you look at him, hope he's not hobbling, and he's popped right back up and, and looked great. I thought last Friday night, uh, he ran the ball extremely hard. He had great cuts. It didn't look like he was missing a step to me. You know, he went for 234 yards and five touchdowns, 26 carries. I think he's probably doing okay. So uh, you just got to keep that guy healthy because as you could see, look at the difference in the ball game from, you know, the week at Versailles whenever we're missing him until the week when he gets back and we're back down, you know, playing Eldon. It's just the offense runs very efficiently, very effectively, and uh, it runs much faster pace whenever we have our number one quarterback playing for us. So now let's turn it to your opponent tonight a little bit in Osage, a team that uh, two straight victories and in those two wins has scored 82 points. They're kind of rolling offensively. Is there going to be an emphasis on the defensive side of the ball to try and slow them down? Yeah, there has been all week, you know, and, and it's it's nothing new that we're doing. Uh, it's just making sure that all of our beats and all of our fits are extremely well, um, you know, thought of and, and taken care of because the thing about what they do so so good is they've got multiple ball carriers they can take it the distance and they've got a really good quarterback. And that seems like what you're always going to get out of out of Osage is a guy back there, a quarterback is pretty athletic. He can throw it, he can run it. And then let's not forget about their offensive line play. I think it's going to be one of the better ones that we've seen thus far this year. Um, and I think they're big and I think they're physical. And I think our guys are going to have to play that way tonight too and match their intensity and their physicality up front defensively, especially on our side to go out and, and have some success. And we got to be able to make sure that we're pressuring that quarterback and that we're condensing their run game and not giving those guys big alleys tonight. So obviously always important to jump out to a lead in any game, but especially against a team that, like you mentioned, has that big physical presence, can run the football on their side and potentially control the clock if they get things rolling. Do you think there's even more uh, important to, to get off to a good start and grab an early lead here tonight? 
Yeah, I always do. You know, and our big thing is, um, you know, Harrison's our speaking captain, and I always tell him, hey, we want the football. You know, we want to try to go down and score and put one in and, and take a little pressure off our defense. Um, and so, you know, that's that's kind of the plan for tonight. We want to make sure that we go out and we, we take control of the game early on in the offensive side, and we try to alleviate a little bit of that pressure off of our defense. And, and um, you know, our kids right now offensively, the way we're playing as far as like our tempo that we go out, the way we call plays, I feel like we can get in the groove early on and we can create a little bit of confidence. And I think that we can get out there and we can get rocking and rolling. And like I said, what that does is allows your defense to be able to pin their ears a little more and play a little more confident for you. So kind of crazy to say that we're, we're getting into the home stretch of the season. It feels like just yesterday we were, we were sitting down before week one. But not to put you on the spot here, is there a player that you think as the season has gone on that you've seen a whole lot of growth from um, in, in terms of your program? I've seen a ton of maturity from a lot of our guys. Uh, but the growth piece, as far as I have a couple, is number one is Colton Nichols and what, you know just the maturation process of him growing up at the quarterback spot. You know, um, I think we have this thing of, as coaches where we want him to be perfect. And I told him from the very beginning, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to make the perfect play call every time. And I think he's done a great job of really learning, you know, and, and understanding why we're doing things as the season is going on. So that's really good for us. Um, you know, Xavier Stinson is another guy I want to talk about. I don't think he gets talked about enough for us. A guy that is just pretty much does everything for us on both sides of the football. If you actually study film and know the game of football blocking scheme wise, conceptually, he is the key to our offense has taken us, you know, taken us to the play. Um, and then defensively, he, he stands over there and he plays every single rep of defense minus the week that he had to step in and be our quarterback. So just a guy that is just above all, it does anything for us and is an awesome kid. And then, you know, really the last thing I want to talk about it because I feel like I don't talk about them enough is our offensive line play has continued to grow. We knew that that was going to be pretty much the strength of our football team this year was the offensive line. But what they've been able to manage in these first five football games and the way they've gotten it done, both physically and mentally, of what we're asking for week in and week out, I man, I couldn't be more proud of them. We wouldn't be where we are right now with with what we're doing offensively without the, the play of those guys up front. So I want to talk about the, the home crowd before we wrap things up. Coach Justin Connors joining us on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. What's the feeling like now two straight home games, the last two home games of the year, you know the crowd's going to be rocking. What's the kind of sense on your guys' sideline to go out and perform well in front of everyone who's who's showing up to cheer you guys on? Oh, and on top of that, this one's homecoming, so you know it's a it's a big one. It's a big one for us. I think people also don't understand that you don't get to pick and choose who you play for homecoming. It's just it's the way your schedule works out. So we're we're excited to have that game at home. We've been on the road two weeks, two long drives for us. So to be back home in our own locker room on our field in front of this home crowd that we're going to have on, you know, tonight is going to be amazing. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. We should see a lot of faces from the program's past back as well. And so, you know, we don't we don't really talk a whole lot about that with our kids because I don't want them to have that added pressure, but they thrive off of our environment. And when we hit, we hear the inner Sandman when it starts banging before we run out to, uh, to the 50-yard line, I think that everybody's going to be jacked up and ready to play, and I'm expecting a huge crowd here tonight and uh, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, and I'm glad that you mentioned that about the homecoming part, just because I think that is uh, something smart that you guys maybe don't you, you bring it up, but don't talk about it a ton, because that certainly that game seems to have a lot of extra meaning. And I think that's a smart idea to not add that extra pressure. You just want them to go out and play football. 
Well, you know, and it's one of those things where you think you get to pick like a, an automatic type team where you can, is there, there's never an automatic win in any game that you play, but people think that that's what it should be. And it's not the way that it works with scheduling. And so it's not a disrespectful thing to another team, it's just how your schedule falls and when homecoming has to be played. And this is the game that we have tonight. Right now, uh, we're going to focus on going 1-0 this evening versus Osage, and uh, that is the goal. All right, Coach. Well, before I let you go, big game tonight, anything else that you'd like to add? Hey, once again, um, and um, every single week, guys traveling huge. And, and if you're not traveling, you should be on here listening. So, yeah, our boys are a lot of fun to watch play. And if you haven't caught a game live yet, guys, you guys need to get out here and check them out. Because I'm telling you what, uh, we got some electric football players. And we hope that this party's just getting started and we're just getting ready to, to really start to hit our stride here in the next couple of weeks and, and really be rolling full force whenever it comes into district play. All right. Well, as always, Coach Justin Conyers, always awesome to get to talk to him before each and every game here on the Show Me Sports Network. And we're going to take a quick break here. And when we're back in just a moment, final word on the pregame and get us set for kickoff here between Hallsville and Osage. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Back in Hallsville on the Show Me Sports Network and just about ready to kick things off, get some football going between Osage and Hallsville. And we'll have about five more minutes to wait for that and then get things going. Captains and both teams are on the field for Hallsville and Osage about to head off to midfield for the coin toss. Let me see if I can tell you who those four will be for Hallsville. Looks like we're gonna have Jaden Walters headed out there. Abel Finish, another one. Harrison Fowler, the senior running back. And then I cannot see who the fourth one is blocked by a couple of helmets. Regardless, those four donned in the purple and black for Hallsville will go on out and let us know who's going to be starting with the football here tonight. Same for Osage. On the other side, before we get into this, any final thoughts before this game, uh, Cam? I almost see. called you Justin. I was, I was very close <laughs> to saying Justin. Justin. I, I, was, I was right there. Well, um, I think we're just going to have a nice, easy ground-and-pound game. You're going to see a lot of running the football. Maybe see some passes here and there, but... And what I'd like to see, I'd like to see a little trick plays on homecoming night. Maybe excite the crowd a little bit. Yeah, I, I can't say I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm with you. I think we're going to see a whole lot of rushing the football. I'll go out and predict. I think we see a 100-yard-plus rushing game out of Harrison Fowler. And then hopefully it all culminates in a win. By the way, fourth player captain for Hallsville tonight is Landon Seavers. I was never able to see the number, but I saw the great bright green gloves, and that told me all I need to know. So the receiver, the fourth captain there for Hallsville. Hallsville and Osage when we return. Game going to get underway in just about three and a half minutes. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network for kickoff. You 
been listening to the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising on the sideline as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions it's time for hallsville indians football on the show me sports network This is Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for the Indians radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians radio network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Hallsville versus Osage, Purple versus Maroon, and it's time for football on this Friday, September 30th. Let's send September out on a good one and get a Hallsville win here tonight. And it'll be time for the Hallsville offense. You'll see the electric duo of Nichols and Fowler, along with the other nine men in purple, take the field on offense in just a moment. Kickoff about to be sent away by Osage, and I'm just excited for some upcoming football. There's really not a whole lot of empty seats in the house here, as usual, in Hallsville. Fans are ready to go here tonight. They are ready to go. You can hear student sections all riled up. Fans are getting on their feet. Kickoff about to be placed down. Osage wearing the white jerseys with the maroon red pants. Halsell with the purple jerseys and the all black pants. And out of the 11 on the field to return for Halsell. Very easy to tell the one in the neon green gloves. That's Landon Seavers. 
Everyone else is uh, pretty uh, neutral colors, I would say. Here's the kick. It is boomed away. Not a very deep one, and it's actually going to go out of bounds. Flag will be on the play, and Hallsville is going to get good starting field position to begin their night. It's a tough draw for the special teams. Everyone knows you kick the ball out of bounds. That's a penalty, unfortunately. So Hallsville will start this game from their own 35-yard line. Can't ask for a much better start than that. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I think we see a run play here on the first play of the game by Hallsville, but could be wrong. Ben, if you were to bet on that, I think you would hit on that bet, honestly. Hallsville not needing to throw the ball a whole lot last week in their win on the road in Eldon, but didn't need to when they were running it as well as they were. Although, first set of the ball game is complete empty. Nichols is all alone in the shotgun. He's got two wide receivers to his right, one on his left. Everyone else is bunched up on the line of scrimmage to potentially block for a Nichols run. Going in motion is Fowler from right to left. He gets the pitch running 30-35. He's got room 40-45. He goes out of bounds just across midfield. Flag on the play came in late. So this one could be coming back on a potential hold. If it stands, it'll be over a 15-yard rush for Harrison Fowler. But I think the yellow laundry on the field is going to bring this one back. Get on the nose, Ben. It looks like it looked like a hold late developing in the play. Is a hold on Hallsville, yep. but I think I'm with you. I think that came late, so it may not start from the original line of scrimmage. We'll see where they decide to spot this football. Because it, uh, Fowler was able to get up past the line before the flag was thrown, and as he was breaking away around the 40, the flag was thrown late. So, like you said, it, it came a little late. So it is. It did come in late. It's going to be a six-yard penalty. It was first and ten for Hallsville from their own 35. Now it's going to be first and about 16 from their own 29. Fowler came in motion to the backfield on that play. This time he's just in the backfield. Two wide receivers far side, another one near side for Nichols and this offense. It's going to be a keeper by Nichols running to his left. He's got a small hole, 30-35, and there he goes, 40. He's running up the sidelines past the 50 and just into Osage territory before going out of bounds. So penalty as a matter. Hosler got the first down, and Nichols using the legs he exploited, exploited that great hole by his offensive line. It looked like he was going to be running around, running the bounds around the 35, but he was able to just beat the defender to the angle, and that's just a speed Colton Nichols possesses. So we'll see where they spot this football. Looks like it's going to be put down at about the 48-yard line of Osage. So that'll go down as a, uh, doing some quick math in my head, I think 23-yard run is checks out right there. Yeah, 23 yards on the first carry of the game for Colton Nichols. And very quickly into Indians territory are the Indians. I guess both teams are the same, so I can't say that. Run left side, Fowler. He's got going to drive some defenders up to about the 40-yard line of Osage. Doesn't get the first down, but he's going to pick up about eight yards and a nice first run that actually counts there for Harrison Fowler to make a second and short upcoming for Hallsville. Harrison Fowler from nice stiff arm towards the end of that run, just dragging Tatler to the ground. Nice strong finish run there. Harrison Fowler, he just shows why he's really a difference maker in this backfield for Hallsville. Ball is put down at the 39 of Osage. So just second and one, pistol formation for Nichols. He's got Fowler directly behind him. Nichols is going to give it to Fowler. He's going to be met, but then breaks tackle first on him more. He's got the 35, and then is trying to drag his way up to about the 33, 32. So he gets the first down and more. As you go down, is a gain of about six. And the rushing attack for Hallsville is working early. You can see Jackson Funderburg on that play there. He was able to shoot the gap up towards the center, but Fowler was able to cut back towards the right. He saw the cutback lane, he took it, and it was positive yards for Hallsville. So three straight runs for Hallsville to start this game. One by their quarterback, Colton Nichols, and the two other 
by their running back, Harrison Fowler. Pistol set again. It's going to be Nichols in the shotgun. This time he keeps it, runs left side, tries to find his way through across the 30, and then falls ahead maybe to about the 28. It'll be a modest game, but should cut this next down in half. Ben, ben when you see that little jump cut uh, Colton Nichols makes, it almost looks like he's about to take off for a score, but he's able to get five yards out of that one, not quite a score. He can get downhill pretty quickly. We all know that, and... There's been gaps where they haven't been all that large, but he's quick enough to get through them, and I think that's what happened on the first rush for Nichols a few plays ago. So it's going to be second and five, just over two minutes into this game. Two wide receivers on the play. Nichols takes snap, gives Fowler right side. He's at the 25, bounces outside, lowers the shoulder, and drives past the sticks. And now a late flag comes in. Interested to see what the call is here. It came almost when Fowler was going to the ground. If the play stands, he would have picked up about six or seven in the first down but the way Hallsville's offense is moving back, I don't think that play is going to stand. It was a late holding call again. Interesting that it comes so late when Fowler was basically wrapped up. It's, I was with you, I thought the play was well over, but it's interesting to see once again, since it does come in so late, probably won't make it a second and 15, maybe about a second and 11, depending on where they put the ball. Yep, second and 12 as it moves back to the 35 yard line. Interesting too, just noticed the starting quarterback for Osage, Connor Vaughn, is also the starting safety. This is the first time I've seen him out on the field. He looks even bigger than everyone else on defense. He does look bigger. You can bigger. see why he's playing both sides. Snap to Nichols. It's a fake to Fowler. He's not going to launch it downfield. It's just out of the hands of the intended receiver, Isaac Stinson. Tried to get him on the out route just inside the 20-yard line. Would have moved the chains, but Stinson unable to reel it in. Now third down and long. It was great play design. You saw... Uh, Isaac Stinson, he's running the out route. Landon Sievers is actually running a seam route there. I thought maybe he would go to Landon Sievers because he had his man beat over the top, but trying to get the out route, just couldn't quite hit on it, just a little bit overthrown. So Osage had some difficulty stopping the run to start this drive, but now thanks to a key holding penalty and an incompletion, now has Halsell in third and 12 from the 35-yard line. Going to have to get to the 23 to move the change. Nichols all alone in the shotgun. He's dropping back. Rush gets through immediately. Nichols got to get it away. Chucks it up, and it's right to Vaughn. That's intercepted. Running near side, 30, 35-yard line. He's got some blockers. He's up near midfield and gets just into Hallsville territory before going out of bounds at about the 48-yard line. And a very big ill-advised throw there by Colton Nichols comes right into the hands of the quarterback, Connor Vaughn. That's what you don't want your young quarterback to do. Uh, he is a junior, but, again, this is really Nichols' first year starting for Hallsville. He panicked a little bit and just threw it up for grabs, and it, and the, uh, the show stage quarterback Connor Vaughn was able to come down with the pick. I, I would guess that he probably hasn't had as many interceptions as easy as that one. There was, uh, he just had to wait for that ball to fall into his hands, and then he was off and running. And now Osage will start in Hallsville territory. They'll start at their 47-yard line, and the. Osage faithful on the far side of the field is loving this start. So first down and 10, two men in the backfield by Vaughn who will turn and give it running left side. That is Funderburg. He's got some room, spins his way up to about the 40, maybe 41 yard line. So it should go as a gain of about for, uh, about six on first down for Funderburg. Funderburg standing at 5'6", 170 pounds. Certainly a big size difference. We talked about on the pregame show yep. between him and his quarterback Vaughn, but Nice burst of speed there by Funderburg to pick up six. It's a good burst of speed. He was able to finish it off with a little bit of thunder at the end, too. But he was slammed down by the Hallsville defender, but still positive yards. Two wide receivers on the play. Far side of the field, that looks to be Max Cook, and near side is Derek Bradley. Once again, two men in the backfield next to Vaughn. Now a couple 
men go in motion to block on the left side. It's going to be give right up the middle. Broken tackle and then up to about the 35-yard line goes Aiden Williams. So he's going to get that first down and get to the 35. Gain of six. Two straight six-yard runs. And it looks like O'Shea is going to use a combination of Funderburg and Williams in the backfield. And have a nice little one-two combo that they're going to use. And if Hallsville can't stop the run, I expect them to keep hitting with the one-two combo. Ball is actually placed the 34, not the 35 of Hallsville. So Osage having a little bit of success to start this drive on the ground after the interception by Vaughn, who's also playing quarterback. Give right side, and he's met immediately before falling forward. That was Abel Fanish who came in to make the tackle uh, against Aiden Williams. It'll be a short gain on first down. It was nice, good open field tackle by Abel Fanish there. Like he said, he's able to get the tackle over right up the man and not get a penalty of any kind. It's going to be just a gain of two on the first down run. So second down and eight. Vaughn basically running, excuse me, yeah, yes, yeah, Vaughn, the quarterback, running all the way over to the sideline to get the play call before each and every snap. A little bit interesting. I haven't seen a lot of the quarterbacks that Halls was played take the run all the way over to the sideline before each play. Vaughn has got two men in the backfield, one wide receiver in on the play. Vaughn's going to drop back. Plenty of time. Now throws downfield for Bradley. Hits him at the 15 and out of bounds at about the 11. He hit Derek Bradley in stride on the out route and Osage is in business on their first drive of the game. Nice way of reading the defense. He saw he had the out route towards the sideline. Knew the defender couldn't get to it, so he put it to where his guy could, right on the sideline. Guy came down with it. Ball goes from the 32 to the 13, so a 19-yard connection to Derek Bradley, the wide receiver. And now Osage has got first and 10 just on the edge of the red zone there at the 13. Bradley's in the backfield as the running back, Funderburg, goes up on the line of scrimmage. Near side of the screen is Hunter Graber, the wide receiver. Vaughn's going to take the snap as he gives to Funderburg, running left side. He breaks one tackle with a 10, now turns it upfield. Five-yard line, cuts back in. He's near the goal line. I think he's just short. It'll get the first down, and it'll probably bring up first and goal at the one on a nice run by Jackson Funderburg. Just ja uh, Jackson Funderburg was showing some thunder there, as you can say. Uh, hammering down towards the one line. Looked like he was about to get in for a score. But, again, just breaking tackles, breaking arm tackles, essentially. We're going all the way to, what, two-yard line? Yep, first and goal from the two for this Osage offense. Looking to take advantage of the interception thrown by Colton Nichols. Vaughn breaks the huddle. He's got two men in the backfield. It's Williams and Funderburg, like usual. Wide receiver Hunter Graber is at the other end of the field. Couple men go in motion to block. Vaughn's going to take the snap, gives to Williams left side. He gets in, but there's a flag. I don't think everyone was set, and this may wipe an Osage touchdown off the board. That's big if you're Hallsville. If you can hold him to a field goal, or even just a fourth down attempt. It would be huge. So the penalty is going to help Hallsville in that effort. Aiden Williams got the carry on the play. Would have been in pretty easily. But why it looks like this is going to cause this play not to not to count. They'll make it easy on us with the two running routes. you got 34 and 24. I mean, it's haven't had, haven't had a misread yet. But I, I can probably tell you that it's going to be at some point where Funderburg looks like Williams and vice versa. Flag is going to be called on Osage. So back him up. Had first and goal at the two. And now they're going to back up to about the seven yard line, five yard penalty. Still first and goal for Osage, but a big break there for Hallsville because that would have been a touchdown for Osage. Osage's game plan has worked. They've ran the football well. Pass they have thrown is completed. They're basically taking this Hallsville crowd out of the game a little bit early here. So Vaughn in this offense breaks the huddle. He's got one wide receiver near side of the screen. That's Hunter Graber and two men in the backfield. That's Williams and Funderburg. Snap is taken. It's to give to Funderburg. Left side. He's inside the five and then gets wrapped up right there. So a short little run there. It looks like he had some room immediately 
and then a couple of men for the Hallsville defense came down, including Aiden Ski from his safety position. Nice tackle, and it's now second and goal. Good job by Aiden Ski there. Able to see ball and run to it, and we'll get a gang tackle with his teammates. So second and goal from the forest. Funderburg picks up four yards there on the first down run following the false start penalty. Similar formation right here. Wide receiver Derek Bradley had the big catch a few plays ago. It's blocking on the left side of the offensive line. Two men in the backfield to give to Williams. Right side and he gets stonewalled at the line of scrimmage. He's not going anywhere. And Osage is Mets right where they started on second down. They're up third and goal as there were about four men in purple jerseys waiting for Williams when he got the carry. Ben, I think we want to put an emphasis on Stonewall there because there was a lot of purple. He he ran into some bodies, and the bodies were not letting him going anywhere. I, I can't imagine that was too fun. So gaining nothing on that second-to-go run. It's now third and four, five and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. No score between Hallsville and Osage after Hallsville's first drive ended in an interception. Think we maybe see run here on third and goal. Not sure, though. One wide receiver near side of the screen. Everyone else bunched up on the line of scrimmage. And looks like we may have another false start. A couple of Hallsville players move, but they're all saying that a member of the offensive line moved early. Yep, that's what it is. And back Osage up five more yards as they had first and goal from the two. And this is quickly turning into a disaster. It quickly is. Osage was doing well there at the two-yard line. Now two penalties. They shot themselves in the foot here. Before this next play, the defensive tackle, Jaden Walters, is coming in probably to generate some pressure in what you would think would be a passing down on third and goal from the nine-yard line. 5.20 to go in the first quarter. Thanks so much for spending your Friday night with us between Hallsville and Osage. It's homecoming night, but if you're not here celebrating that, thanks for at least listening with us, Ben Schmidt and campaign. All right, here we go. Third down and nine. Shotgun snap for Vonnie. He's got two men in the backfield like usual. It's going to be fake now rolling right. He's trying to get it to Bradley. Vaughn's going to run out of room, and now we'll just chuck it up, and it is knocked away. Went through it into a pile of Hallsville defenders, and Abel Finish knocked it out of the hands of the intended receiver, and it's now going to be third, or excuse me, fourth down and goal. Looked like he was trying to fit it into Ryan King, but just was going to be no room right there. Bang, you know what I call that? I call it a coverage sack. All of all the defensive backs on Hallsville, when they saw Vaughn break the pocket and run to his outside, they stuck with their men. They didn't try to run up and make a play and leave a man open. That's just good defensive coverage, and then the line was able to get continued pressure. So Vaughn goes over and talks with head coach Shannon Jolly before this fourth down and goal call, and it looks like they can't figure out what they want, and they're going to have to burn a timeout. And that's going to get this Hallsville crowd into it a little bit. I think they can sense... Uh, big momentum play coming up right here at first and goal at the two. A couple penalties, couple big stops, and now, I mean, getting off the field with a zero still on the scoreboard would be one heck of a stop by this Hallsville defense. It would be a heck of a stop, but if we know anything about this Hallsville offense, they can score from anywhere, too. So if they get a stop here and get a big play touchdown, you want to talk about igniting a crowd on homecoming night? That will do it. Well, what we were going to say on that third down and goal play, it looked like if Vaughn had pulled the trigger right away, he may have had Derek Bradley. It would have had to take a perfect time throw, but he was just not ready to throw and eventually just chucked it up to Ryan King. We've seen Bradley get open on a couple plays now, but guess that they're maybe looking his way on this fourth down and nine. Be pretty gutsy to run the ball here from fourth and goal. I'd say that much. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that Hallsville wouldn't do it the way they were on the ball, but it'd be gutsy from Osage. You you better hope if you run the ball on fourth and nine on the goal, fourth and nine to go. Um, you better hope that your offensive line pushes Hallsville all the way back to the locker rooms. So out of the timeout, here comes Osage. They've got two wide receivers. Derek Bradley is in the slot, and Hunter Graber is down lined up at wide receiver vaughn takes a snap he's looking to throw all the way trying to get it to graber inside and he's got it for six 
Perfectly executed route right there as Bradley ran the out route and Graber snuck underneath on the slant and Vaughn put it right in his hands and now a 6-0 lead for Osage. Couldn't execute that one much better. A variation of the pick, but there's no penalty because the receiver did not impede the defender. The route did. So give Graber credit for the touchdown. His first catch of the game and that's six points for Osage. Now we'll attempt the extra point to try and go up 7-0. As out of the timeout, you can see why Osage used it. And here comes the extra point. Kick is up and it splits the uprights. It's now 7-0 in favor of Osage as they cap off a 47-yard scoring drive and will now kick off in just a moment back to Hallsville. We'll see if Hallsville has a comeback in them on their second offensive drive of the game. We'll return in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Back on the Show Me Sports Network, Ben Schmidt campaign here in Hallsville on homecoming night. And now Hallsville is going to try and receive this kick and not this thing up after trailing 7-0. A couple men back deep to receive for Hallsville. Gage Harrison, Aiden Ski, and Zach Jarrett all looking to potentially run this one back. It is booted away. Looks like Jarrett's going to receive the kick at about the 14, running right side, 20-25 yard line, and he's met and falls ahead to about the 28-29. It's not a bad return right there. Hallsville going to have to play a lot safer football right here as Nichols threw his sixth interception of the season on that last drive, the first of the game for Hallsville. I think if you're Hallsville, you got to play your game here. you got to run the ball, be physical, control the clock. You're down seven. It's not the end of the world. Go, got, go answer back, run the ball, play your game. So offense now taking the field. The ball was spotted at their own 29-yard line. Last drive started at their own 35. And Hallsville was moving the ball really well, but then had a big penalty, a couple incompletions, and then one where Nichols basically was trying to make a play with a man in his face and threw it right to the quarterback and safety, Connor Vaughn, who made the interception. It's going to be three wider series left, one far side. Nichols all alone. It's a screen to Harrison Fowler. Near side breaks tackle. He's up across the 30. Breaks another tackle, and there he goes across midfield. He's going to be run down inside the 35, but he ran a member of the Osage defense over, put him in the ground, and he was off and running. A big play on the screen pass to Harrison Fowler, and Hulzo's on the move. Ben, where's the shovel? I think we need to dig him up off the ground there because he put someone flat on his back. That would be Woo! on Kyle Brandt's angry runs of the week for sure as Fowler just said, get out of my way. Now, first and 10 from the 32 of Osage. Nichols going to run, has a little bit of indecision. Now angles left side, and he's not going to get much past the line of scrimmage maybe even no gain right there after the big play it was the first play of the drive from their own 29 gets all the way to the 32 of osage and now we'll see if hallsville can follow that up with some more plays it's going to be second down in about second down in about 11 after the one yard loss on first down by nichols despite the loss on first down I like the idea of going hurry up you got the big play you got the defense in the heels didn't quite work out but now you gotta come back come back with a good play 
Derek Bradley covers far side. Landon Files covers near side for Osage. It's going to be another keeper by Nichols. He's hit and brought down right about at the line of scrimmage. May have lost another yard right there. And running up a third down. It was a read option to Fowler. Nichols decided to keep it and wasn't able to do much with the football as he was met immediately. Overall, it just seemed like if he handed the ball to Fowler, Fowler was going to be tackled for a loss, and Nichols couldn't quite get anything. It was just kind of a pick-your-poison moment. So we'll see what Hallsville does on this third down and 11. Ruled no gain on the run there by Nichols. It's now the fourth play of the drive up coming. Two wide receivers near side. That looks to be Stinson and I think Lampkins. Nichols is rolling right all the way. Great block by Fowler. Now Nichols going to throw end zone. Stinson's wide open. And that's a touchdown for Hallsville. Could not have put that one out there any better as Nichols drops it in the basket to Isaac Stinson. And a 33-yard touchdown pass makes this a 7-6 ball game. The corner got caught looking. And when that happens, when you're caught looking at the quarterback and waiting for a throw as opposed to looking at your man, it results in a touchdown, nine times out of ten. And this is a touchdown for Hallsville. So a 71-yard drive capped off on a 33-yard touchdown pass. Tried to stay in the middle of the play, and Harrison Fowler had laid one heck of a block right there to buy his quarterback some time. And Hallsville on just four plays answers right back. And now on the chance to go for two could potentially take the lead here in this game. Stinson gets the gets the touchdown catch. That's his third receiving touchdown of the season. Pistol set. Nichols running left. He's trying to keep it. He is inside the two. He extends the ball. And it's good. And Hallsville now leads 8-7 to seven, thanks to one heck of a drive by multiple members of this Hallsville offense. They lead 8-7. to seven. We'll keep it right here. What did you see on that drive there for Hallsville? Because they made that look easy. Well, they went fast and they got chunk plays. We know anything about those Hallsville offense. They are great when they get chunk plays. It almost excites them. It, it, it almost like they feed off of it, essentially. They got the big run from Harrison Fowler and Colton Nichols with a great drop back pass on third and long when you needed it. And Hallsville was able to score. And then the speed option on the goal line with Nichols able to break off and get into the end zone too on a two-point conversion, making it good. So now they got a lead. And another big thing for that drive was the screen pass of Fowler when he put a man straight into the turf and then want to highlight Fowler because Nichols doesn't get that pass off to Stinson if Fowler doesn't do one heck of a job blocking the defensive end for Osage. That is correct, Ben. Ben, I have to say, I think Kyle Brandt, like you said earlier, is going to have a contender for angry runs in a week from Harrison Fowler. Give him the sector. So Nichols gets his seventh passing touchdown of the season, bounces back after throwing an interception on the first drive. Hallsville now leads 8-7 to seven with 3.40 to go in the first quarter. Hallsville getting ready to kick it away. This will be the first time that Osage has been back to receive a kickoff, and they will be on for their second offensive drive of the game in just a moment. Kick is not very far. It's brought in at about the 25-yard line, and the returner went down to a knee, so Hallsville gets a gift right there, and Osage will start from their own 25 when they probably could have been to about the 35 or further. Man, it, you gotta you got to execute in all three phases of the game, and right now Osage is just not executing on special teams. You had to kick out of bounds earlier, and then the returner just not being aware of where his knee's at when he's returning the ball. So Connor Vaughn and this Osage offense will come back out onto the field. Had a good mix of running and passing on the first drive. And it looks like they're going to go two wide receiver sets for most of this game. But the two men, Graber and Bradley, got it done on the last drive. Can't complain and capped it off with a touchdown. Two running backs next to Vaughn. Everyone gets set. It's going to be a give left side. And plenty of room now across the 35 of 40. And then falling down. I think that was Jackson Funderburk who got that carry. It was far side, so couldn't totally see. But regardless, he moves the chains as there was a giant hole. And it's a 14-yard run 
on the first play of the drive gets up to about the 40, 15 yard run, pardon me. That's a receiver, Eric Wood, senior for Sage Wars 14. Well, I can see how the, the boys are throwing us all off on the So offense. they used Hood there in the backfield. Yeah, that's a good. that was a good catch right there. Hood gets the carry and turns it into a 15-yard gain. Now first and 10 from their own 40-yard line for Osage. It's going to be give running right up the middle and being met and drops down at about the 43-44. It was Hood once again who got the carry right there. This time not as much success. He moves pretty quickly coming out of that backfield, though. Hood does. He does. I Almost like Osage saw, sees what the Niners do with Debo Samuels. Like, well, we got one of those guys who can probably plug and play like that. So now you see the receiver line up in the backfield. Second and seven upcoming as we hit the three-minute mark in the first quarter. Osage now trailing by a point. Running back Jackson Funderburg now moves to the left of the quarterback Vaughn and still Eric Hood directly behind him. Now a couple men go in motion. That's Ryan King and Derek Bradley now sitting on the left side of the line of scrimmage. It's going to be give left side Funderburg. He's got room 45. Yard line spins his way up to about the 49. He needed to get to the 50 for a first down, so should bring up third down and one. Again, Strong, strong, tough running here from Osage. They stick to the run. They're committed with it. I don't expect to see play action on third and one. I just expect them to try to hammer out the yardage and get the first. We'll see what they decide to do. Vaughn now coming back into the huddle after getting the play call. Osage runs really interesting offense. They all get on the line of scrimmage, and they all get set in the three-point stance right before the snap. Even both the running backs are in the uh, hand in the turf before the Hand in the gra grass, actually, before the snap. It's going to be give Hood right up the middle. He's hit, but he's going to get the first down and keep driving the legs. It's actually Aiden Williams, and he goes all the way up to about the Hallsville 40. That looks like it was only going to be a gain of about three or four yards, and he's actually going to turn it into about a gain of 11 as Aiden Williams just continued to drive the legs right there. He, that's just weight room. He's in the weight room. He's doing squats, and that's just leg power. So a big run right there moves the change, and Osage now in to Hallsville territory for the second time in two drives one wide receiver far side of the field that's hunter graber everyone else is in up around the line of scrimmage vaughn takes snap gives to funderburg running right side he's trying to make a couple moves actually he's going to turn this into about a four yard run when he was bottled up at the line of scrimmage nice shiftiness right there by funderburg to turn that into a, a gate gain on first down and like you said nice shiftiness able to find, hit a cutback and get a couple positive yards what actually looked like would have been for a loss so a lot of willingness to run so far by this Osage offense. Just two pass attempts. One was a 19-yard completion to Derek Bradley. The other a nine-yard touchdown pass to Hunter Graber. Those are really the only two we've seen in a wide receiver. Eric Hood is listed as a wide receiver as well, but he actually got a carry or two early in this drive. Second and seven, minute 12 to go in the first quarter. Vaughn takes a snap, gives to Williams, trying to bounce it outside. Now cuts back in. He's across the 40, turns the corner. He's up the far side and up out of bounds at about the... 29 yard line maybe even further he's going to move the change and as the ref keeps on walking he's going to be up about the 24 yard line it was a strong running there it will hit a cut back put the foot in the ground and get up north and south quickly so Osage continuing to pound the rock on this drive they started at their own 25 and they're now up to the Hallsville 23 and have yet to throw the ball one time tonight we're getting that grounded pound game that you kind of talked about yep. before this game Hallsville's done it and now Osage doing the same. Same usual formation. One wide receiver on the play for Osage. T snap is given to Funderburg running left side. Spins out of a tackle and then drives his way up to about the 21-yard line or so. That was another instance where Funderburg could have been tackled for no gain or a loss. And actually looks like he's going to turn it into about a one-yard gain right there. If he doesn't spin out of that tackle with the loss for Osage right there. It's just good awareness to be able to spin out of a tackle 
and just get some positive yards. Osage looking to jump back out in front. They intercepted Colton Nichols, then went and turned it into seven points on a touchdown pass. Hallsville just now on their second drive scored a touchdown to Isaac Stinson to make it eight to seven. Under 30 seconds to go in the first quarter, second and nine. It's going to be a snap to Vaughn, throws right side, and it's incomplete out of the hands of the intended receiver, Hunter Graber, was trying to hit it on the out route, and that's the first incompletion for Vaughn. Just missed one right there, and now third and nine. That's tough. That's a tough throw because you're on the opposite hash, and you're trying to make a throw to the far hash, and it's just it's just a hard out, out throw. So we'll see what Osage decides to go with on this third down and nine play. We saw them run a really nice, essentially rub route, a similar version of it on the third down and nine, or excuse me, fourth and nine on the last drive to score the touchdown. This time they will see what they decide to go through in the air. Only one wide receiver lined up outside. That's Hunter Graber. Everyone else in on the line of scrimmage. Aiden Williams and Jackson Funderburg are in the backfield. But it looks like before this play, a flag is going to be called. And actually, it's just a timeout. So interesting here because Osage just used their second timeout before the first quarter is even open. Oh, even over, pardon me. And who knows how that could come back to bite him in the second quarter. They obviously want to get this play call right and try and score another touchdown right here. And, uh, it's just tough using the timeout there because if they don't, it's obviously a delay of game on Osage and you take a penalty which back you up even more on a third and long already. Well based on the fact that they went for it fourth and nine earlier you would think that this would probably be four down territory again but they had a kicker Osage did that split the uprights on the extra point so I mean that's that, uh, interesting kind of thinking right there because the way he kicked the extra point certainly could have made a field goal from where it was fourth and goal at the nine. I don't know if he'd be able to make a 39 yard field goal from yeah. this spot. Probably not but just kind of interesting chess match there by the coaching and, and the timeouts being used so far in this first quarter both teams now retaking the field after that one is called by Osage didn't even realize I didn't even mention the records Osage looking to get to three and three on the season Hallsville looking to get to four and two both teams going for their third straight victory breaking the huddle now is Osage had just one wide receiver in the set before now they have two as it's Graber on the bottom and in the slot will be Derek Bradley Dropping back to throw is Vaughn. He's looking inside all the way for Graber. Jump ball, and it's going to be... Does he come down with the catch? It's a fight for the football in the end zone. What is the call? Who won it? And it's called a touchdown for Graber, despite him getting up without the ball even in his hands. Ref ruled that he had possession when he came down with it, and that's a 22-yard receiving touchdown and the second touchdown of the game for Graber. That looked really funky at the end. He had the catch initially, but as he went to the ground, the ball was come out and spun around, hit the ground, but. Well, it was one-on-one -on -one coverage with Graber and Landon Seavers, and initially I was pretty sure that Graber went the catch, but when they went down, there was a fight for the ball and it eventually came out, so when Graber got up, he didn't even have the football in his hands, but I guess that they ruled the initial control was enough, and it's now a 13 to eight lead for Osage, so now second time where Osage used a timeout and came out with a touchdown right after it. They will go for two this time to try and make it a seven point game. Quarterback Vaughn is in the shotgun just through his second touchdown pass of the game. Got two wide receivers. It's going to be a throw inside, and it's going to be actually Vaughn kept the ball now just running around, trying to make something happen, and he slips and falls down. So two-point conversion will be no good. That pump fake was so good, it got me, and he just kept running around <laughs> and eventually slipped down all the way back about his own 20-yard line. So the conversion is no good. It's 13-8 with 15 seconds to go in the first quarter. That's one heck of a throw right there. I'll say I'll give Vaughn credit because he put that 50-50 ball in about the perfect spot to Graber. He did put it in the perfect spot. Graber was able to come down with it. 
Like I said, kind of looks a little funky at the end, but ultimately the ref decided it was a touchdown, and that's the call standard as a touchdown, and I just couldn't come with a two-point play. So a 75-yard drive for Osage, whose offense is clearly humming right now, dropped 54 points against California last week. They've got 13 so far in the first quarter after two touchdown drives, and now, not necessarily pressure, but pretty big here that Hallsville scores on this next drive and doesn't give back the ball to Osage with a chance to make it a two-score lead. Well, it, also, if you're Hallsville, if you score here, then you're up 14-13, and you don't even have to worry about converting the two. Absolutely. So kickoff team is now out on the field. Three usual men, Jure, Harbison, and Ski back there to return the kick. Ski and Jure standing about the 20-yard lines. Harbison standing at about his 13 could use a big kickoff return right here. I don't think we've seen a kickoff return touch on this season. That would be something, wouldn't it? That would be something. And a rare high school football because high school football kickers can't quite kick it as deep. Raise of the right arm and the run in, and the kick is booted away. It's going to be brought in by Dredd about his own 20-yard line. Tries to angle near side, 25, gets across the 30 and spun down at about the 31. It'll be the second-best field position so far today for Hallsville coming out for their third drive on offense. Last one ended with a beautiful 33-yard touchdown pass. Isaac Stinson was just a four-play drive for Hallsville, and it ended with eight points that they currently have on the scoreboard. Now with 11 seconds to go in the first, we'll probably see just one play and then switch sides. If you're Hallsville, you want to have a nice long drive here to give your defense some rest. They've been on field a lot this quarter already. So now Nichols is going to be all alone in the shotgun. Three wide receivers far side. Nichols is going to roll right. It's going to QB run all the way. He's across the 30, 45, and there he goes in space. He's across midfield, 45, 40, angling near sideline, 20, and he's going to go out of bounds just inside of it as Colton Nichols shows off the wheels, goes out at the 17 of Osage, and that will go down as a fantastic run to close out the first quarter. He read the cutback block on the left side. He, as he was breaking away up the middle, he saw his receiver had a block, and he was able to cut back and break it up even more yardage. So when it's all said and done, it'll go down as a run of about 50 yards for Colton Nichols, and he ends the first quarter with a bang as Hallsville's now knocking on the door of the red zone, trailing by five. We'll switch sides and come right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere, Hallsville and Osage. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense.
back in Hallsville as both teams switch sides. And Hallsville offense has got first and 10 from the 17 of Osage after the near 50-yard run by Colton Nichols. Pistol said it's going to give Fowler running left side. He's met pretty quickly, so it's going to be a very short game. Falls ahead maybe to about the 15 or so, and it'll bring up second down and medium in just a moment. So Hallsville had a successful rushing attack in the first quarter, like usual. Did have the one mistake on the Nichols interception. Outside of that, offense looks pretty good. But Osage has had some success through the air as well. Two passing touchdowns by the quarterback, Connor Vaughn. Both of them to Hunter Graber have Osage up 13-8. to eight. Ben Schmidt campaign here on the Show Me Sports Network. Thanks for spending this homecoming Friday with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Second down, Nichols goes read. Option keeps it, and he is sacked immediately before he can really make a play. He is brought down in the backfield by a couple different men for Osage, one of them being the linebacker, Jackson Webb. And that'll bring up third down and 12 for this Hallsville offense. Webb and company able to bring down Colton Nichols, but looked like Colton Nichols just handed the ball to Harrison Fowler. Maybe Fowler could add a little bit more luck trying to hit the edge and get some positive yards. But overall, not a bad loss, just now third and 12. They're at the 19-yard line of Osage. Back-to-back -back short gains on run attempts. Now shotgun sets. Nichols dropping back to pass. He's rolling right, trying to buy himself some time. Now he's going to throw for Stinson, and it's incomplete at about the five. Looks like he may have had him on the comeback route right at the five-yard line, but Stinson on the hit was unable to hang on to it and that's a big incompletion there because it would have moved the change and said it's now fourth and 12. Great defense by Bradley there. He knew he was beat on the comeback but he didn't impede the receiver. Once the receiver had the ball he was able to come back around and slap it out of his hands. So fourth and 12. Halsell aggressive as always. Surely going to go for this. Far side of the field looks like we've got Seavers, Jared, and the tight end, Xavier Stinson, near side is Isaac Stinson. Harrison Feller, the running back, is in the backfield. And now Hallsville, I like this decision right here, is going to burn a timeout and talk it over. Just the first timeout Hallsville will be using. And we've often seen Hallsville have success on offense out of timeouts. I think this is a good call right here. It is a good call. But if you look at the way Osage was aligned, they had really no deep safety at all. No one was playing deep. And it made me wonder, maybe you can see if you can work a tight end over the middle in a seam route and see if you can get something. I would guess at the very least that they probably roll Nichols out in some form or fashion, buy him some time, and yep. then either take off or hit something on the run. Um, we saw a couple times. I, I do remember specifically in these instances where Hallsville has run, rolled Nichols out, and have someone run an out route, and it's got to be a perfectly timed throw. But I think that they ran it both times to Isaac Stinson, maybe once to Seavers, where Nichols was able to put it on the money. And with Hallsville needing to get to the 7-yard line, it's going to have a pretty big throw right here to try and jump back out in front of this game with a touchdown and keep this drive alive. But big players have to make big plays in big moments. This is one of them. New cornerback at the near side of the field. That's the wide receiver, Hunter Graber. Vaughn, the safety for Osage, patrolling the middle of the field. Here's Nichols. He's rolling out all the way, trying to buy himself some time. He's got to get the ball away. Now Juke's back to his left. He may have some room here if he wants to run. Nichols now going to set up. He throws end zone for Seavers, and it is could have be rolled oh. out of bounds he couldn't hang on that's a tough catch he knew it he just bobbled the catch and couldn't quite get his feet in what a play by colton nichols though it made the pressure nichols and make a big throw though. with arguably some of the best pocket presence we have seen from him on any play all season 
and then found time with Seavers cutting across the back of the end zone, and Seavers just had a slight bobble and then went out of bounds, and it is ruled incomplete. So that's big right there, turnover and downs, and now Osage will take over from their own 19-yard line. Now you're just hoping your defense can get the ball back because, man, oh, man, you had the play. You had it, and you just can't quite get it. So we'll see what Connor Vaughn and this offense can do on their third drive of the game. They're perfect two for two in touchdown opportunities. Gonna have to go 81 yards. This is their worst starting field position of the day. Everyone gets set, snap is down, is going to give to Funderburg. He's met in the backfield, spins out of it, but can't get back to the line of scrimmage. He's gonna lose a yard or two as multiple Hallsville players is in there, led by Jaden Walters. That's a run for a loss on first down. Until Osei starts throwing the ball, you're gonna see some run blitzes from Hallsville. Bring those extra men, put an eight in the box, doing whatever you can to stop the running game right now. Just a one-yard loss there on first and ten. Now everyone huddles up for Osage just into the second quarter, just a tick under ten minutes to go. And Hallsville showing this one 13-8. Defense is giving up touchdowns on both of the drives. Snap to Vaughn in the shotgun. Wide receiver, excuse me, running back behind him. He's got a huge hole, 25-30. It's going to be Williams. Now angles left side, 40-45 across the 50. Tiptoeing the sideline. He's in the 30, and he's dragged down at about the 28 as Aiden Williams. Actually, that's not Williams. That's Eric Hood, who got the carry out of the backfield and with a burst of speed goes all the way to the 27-yard line before he's tackled down. That's a big run there for Osage as they are on the move. Braden Mathenyani. Just took a bad angle there on the run. It looked like he would have Eric Hood, and then he was running across the field, but Eric Hood saw that he was running towards the quarter middle, so he's able to cut it back to the left side and get some chunk plays. So just a bad angle by the sophomore cornerback. So the three-man running back rotation continues for Osage, and it's been Funderburk, Williams, and Hood. This time it's Hood who gets the long run. Osage once again on the move. This time it's who give actually a keeper by Vaughn he's not going to get much gets to about the 25 yard line so just a short gain there as Vaughn tried to fight through that Hosel defensive line it's going to be second and eight upcoming and now a late flag on the field who is this going to go against it came in after the play was well well over and you just hope that this wasn't unsportsmanlike conduct late call against Hallsville tell on the sideline Justin Connors kind of shook his head a little bit let's see and it will be unsportsmanlike conduct against the defense. We'll have to try and wait here, whether it was against the coaches on the near sideline for Hallsville or against an actual player. Regardless, that's huge because it's going to move the football deeper into Hallsville territory for this Osage offense who is moving the football at will right now. They are moving this ball at will right now. And if you're Hallsville, you've got to try to hold them to field goal. Because we've seen that Osage has a kicker. Just question is, where is their kicker's taking range at? So this is going to move way up. That may have even been two unsportsmanlike conducts on Hallsville. It was going to be second and eight from the 25. They're going to spot it at about the 12. Referee made the signal twice, so I, I think it's just one unsportsmanlike conduct, but he did signal it twice. Yeah. Regardless, it's now first and 10 from the 12-yard line. Osage offense moving quick, already up by five points. It's going to be give running hood left side. He's hit pretty quickly, and it's going to be dragged down at the end of the play as Larkin came in there to clean it up. It was Kale Nichols immediately who slowed down Hood. Then Larkin came in to finish the job. Rule that he got to about the 11, so just a short gain, second and nine now. Hallsville's gonna need a stop here. They are gonna need a stop, because Osage right now, they're leading eight to 13. If Osage gets a touchdown, and Hallsville has had trouble stopping Osage's run, it'll be interesting to see 
what happens here. PA announcer also rules that Xavier Stinson was in on that last tackle. Second and eight from the 11. One right receiver near side. Everyone else bunched up near the line of scrimmage. Vaughn is looking to pass. He's under pressure, running for his life. Now he extends the play, throws, and it is going to be. Was that caught at about the 10-yard line? We'll it was. See. That was a nice throw by Vaughn on the run. And I don't think it's going to gain much. Nevertheless, we'll see where they spot it. That's actually may get about five yards on the play as Vaughn brought time with his legs. And the ball was caught by the tight end. Ryan King's going to go a gain of about five yards there and bring up a third down and three. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like Larkin was giving chase and he just fell down. It was one of the defensive linemen for Hallsville for sure. I, I didn't see exactly which one. Larkin or maybe Jake Crane. Regardless, if they don't fall down, whoever it was, that may be a sack against Vaughn. Instead, he was able to throw it to Ryan King and picks up five yards. Now third down and three. Two seconds on the play uh -oh. clock. High snap. Vaughn is able to run it down and then just slides down at about his own 18-yard line. So it's going to be a loss of about 12 on the plays. The snap was high and Vaughn lucky enough just to get the ball back and now it's going to bring up fourth down along. Hallsville catches a break right there. Just with the doctor order for Hallsville, just a mistake by Hall Osage a little bit and maybe you get bailed out if you can get a stop here if Osage doesn't try a field goal. So loss of 12 yards on the play. It was fourth and three. Now it's four, excuse me, third and three. Now it's fourth and 15. Osage is electing to go for it, but the QB hasn't even came into the huddle and there's eight seconds on the play clock as Osage can have to burn their third time out of the half with still eight minutes to I go. I think so. Unless they decide to take a delay of game, that looks exactly like what it'll be. And it looks like they're going to take that timeout and... Hallsville defense towing the crowd to get loud before a big fourth and 15. Don't know what the miscommunication there was for Osage having to take the timeout. Maybe that was planned all the way, but interesting just now because there's 7.30 to go in the first half and they're out of timeouts. It's interesting. They're using timeouts like a basketball timeout. <laughs> essentially the play-in. Uh, they're maybe in for a rude awakening when they find out that there's none left here in, in a few minutes. So fourth down and 15. We'll see what Hallsville decides to run on defense. Biggest killer on the last big conversion play for Osage was just single coverage with Hunter Graber. Vaughn gave him a jump ball and he was able to win it. We'll see if Hallsville decides to shy away from the single coverage here. And we'll see if Vaughn did show some athletic ability on this drive. Did run the ball once, also bought some time to complete a pass. And here comes the crowd as both teams get back on the field. It's the safety for Hallsville, Aiden Ski, who is leading the get pumped up charge. He is trying to tell the Hallsville fans here to make this thing tough on Osage, who now comes back into the huddle to call this last play. Well, I can tell you the students are getting loud, the fans are getting loud, the parents are getting, everyone's getting loud. So here we go. Everyone breaks the huddle. It's Hunter Graber far side of the screen, far side of the field, pardon me. Derek Bradley is near side. Vaughn in the shotgun, two men in the backfield. He's going to drop back to throw, and a flag is called, blowing the play dead. So that tells me that this may back Osage up even five more yards. It is going to be on the offense. Looks like a false start. It's now going to be fourth and 20, so maybe the crowd came into play right there. Maybe they did, and that's what you love for your good home crowd. Conyers touched on it in the pregame interview. The fans here love their Hallsville football, and they show up no matter where the game's at. So it was going to be a play-action pass there. Vaughn immediately faked the give to his running back and then was going to roll out to buy some time. He didn't get much into that rollout before the play was whistled dead. We'll see if Osage decides to run something similar. It's fourth down and 20, so this is essentially just going to be a ball chucked up to the end zone. This is the fewest blockers on any play so far for Osage. Trips wide receivers right side of the field, one lined up near side, and one man in the backfield. 
ball and a straight drop back. He's got plenty of time. Now fires to the end zone. He's got, it's going to be incomplete. A huge hit there late in the play to knock the ball away. And that just saved a touchdown as coming in from his safety spot, Grant Weston made one heck of a tackle. Otherwise, Graber would have had his third touchdown of the game. You hit on it. If Weston does not make that play, get the touchdown for Osage when we're talking a completely different ball game. So that was a perfect throw by Vaughn, but it's knocked away, and it's not going to be a turnover on downs. Here comes the Hall Show offense. I paused just for a moment because the way that throw came out, I thought we were going to talk about a third Graber touchdown, and Grant came out of nowhere and made a textbook hit. Like I said, we're talking about a completely different ball game right now. So first down and 10 for Halsell as Colton Nichols comes back out onto the field. He's at his own 23. It's going to be kept by him. He gets up to about the 30, maybe 31, and a nice QB keeper. Second down and short now. Hallsville imperative to get some sort of points on this drive. Take a nice long drive. Give your defense some rest. It came up big. Reward them with a rest. We'll see if... Hall's looking to take advantage. It's going to be another run. Nichols trying to get left side. He's got room 35-yard line. Now it's going to be hit, brought down. Did he lose the football? Ball came out. That may be a fumble, but I think it went out of bounds or was recovered by Hallsville. No matter what, looks like Hallsville is going to keep the football. Everyone, there was a late scramble in the play. And Hallsville waiting to see. They would have moved the chains, and they are going to move the chains. So Nichols does pick up the first down, gets a little lucky there at the end of the play. Yeah. Hard to tell from our angle, Ben, whether or not it was a fumble or not. But like you said, no harm done. Hall's only recovered. First and 10, snap to Nichols. It's a screen to Fowler near side. Catches it to 30. Tries to angle field 35. Breaks a tackle at the 36 and then falls forward to about the 37, 38. So gets about, gets a few yards on the play. Set. Screen says first and 10 from the 39. I can tell you that it was not first and 10 from the 39. Well, Ben, a little bit of the same play we saw earlier where uh, Fowler was able to break it off. This time, the uh, corner for Osage, Bradley was hanging on for dear life until his teammates got in there for a tackle. It's going to be second down and about six or seven. Nichols is going to fake left. Now run right, and he is hit in the backfield and thrown down before he can get a whole lot on that play. As in to make the tackle was Jackson Funderburg, the running back on offense, the linebacker on defense, and Funderburg makes a big tackle right there on Nichols. Big tackle. You can tell they were running counter. They're running a quarterback counter. Osage read it perfectly. Something they saw probably in practice. So Hallsville will slow it down just a little bit before this third down play upcoming. They need to get to the 44-yard line, and the ball is at their 35. They need about nine yards. Scoreboard is off by about five yards. Not making it easy on us. It's going to be pistol set, jumbo package. Lampkins is near side, dropping back to throw Nichols. He now steps up in the pocket, rolling left. He's got to get the ball away, and it's knocked down when he tries to throw it. He was looking for Xavier Stinson, but a combination there of Eric Hood and another defender for Osage was able to knock the ball down. It's now fourth down and long. That was a nice play right there by the Osage defense to generate consistent pressure by Nichols. Nichols has had to run a little bit to buy time for throws. He has not had all day to throw, I'll say that much. Yeah. Maybe the injury on the offensive line is playing a factor, but I expect maybe a pooch kick here. Nichols is going to punt it away. It's a pretty good one, and no one was back to receive, so it'll bounce down at about the 36-yard line where Isaac Stinson gets on it. So not, not a bad punt in that situation. It's I mean, going to set Osage up on their own side of the field, own 36-yard line. 
already leading 13 to 8. Man, when we look at the roster sheet uh, next to Colton Nichols' name, it doesn't say punter, it says quarterback. So, it's pretty good punt if you're a quarterback. Hosel had a good start to that drive, but then a couple incompletions stall it, and then punting it away will be Nichols. I have to say, this is an interesting experience for us. First time where we've called a game where the other coaches have been up here with us. Yeah. So I'm hearing some of the calls. I'll tell you what, the Jose defense has something on yeah. defense called Joker. I don't know what it means, or but Mustang. it's something don't called Joker. <laughs> First and 10 from their own 36. Osage is going to be give. Williams almost lost the ball. Now he cuts off field. It's actually Hood, uh -oh. and he is in the clear. He gets by the last man. There he goes, 25-20. Eric Hood is gone. That's going to be a 64-yard rushing touchdown for Eric Hood as he made one cut, outran the deep safety, and he was into the open field. And that's a killer right there for Hallsville as on the first play of the drive, Hood goes 64 yards for the rushing touchdown. Osage now up 19-8. Ben, as uh, he was running around the 50, I heard the Osage coaches right next to us yell touchdown, and I was like, yeah, he's probably about to score because no one was catching Eric Hogan on that play. So Hood listed as a wide receiver, but we've seen him in the backfield a whole lot today and the 5'11", 195 pound senior showed off his wheels right there to give Osage the lead. Here comes the extra point, spot is down, kick is on the way, it's high enough and it is through, it's now 20 to eight. And a quite the unfortunate turn of events the last couple of plays for Halls, it looked like they were gonna have a chance to go take the lead, instead they punted away and then coming right back is Osage and they now lead 20 day. We'll take a very quick break. Indians are coming back on offense. We'll be returning in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Show me sports. Eric Hulsell's got work to do as they trail 20 to 8, 13 straight points scored by the Osage offense. One on a passing touchdown, and then the other seven just came a moment ago thanks to an Eric Hood 64 yard rushing touchdown. The first play falling a punt, and now the crowd getting into it before this kickoff. Same three as usual, back to return. And with 5 12 to go in the first half, it's a really big drive. It's a short kick. It's going to bounce and then be brought in at the 34 yard line for Hallsville. So able to fall on it right there is the one that was able to do that was Abe Rhodes just kind of fell down on top of the football and here comes Hallsville and tell me you told me during the break why is this such an important drive for Hallsville well Osage gets the ball after halftime Osage uh, yeah Osage takes the ball after halftime if you're Hallsville you want to run out all the clock you can get a touchdown so Osage can one not double up the score two it becomes a one possession game at half so own 34-yard line is where Hallsville will start, hopefully trying to replicate some of that success they had on the four-play passing touchdown drive. Moment to go, snap to Nichols. He drops it, now picks it up, running for his life left side. He makes a couple moves, and then will fall ahead up to about the 
maybe 33-yard line. A miracle that he turns that into just a short loss because the snap was dropped, and then he had to break a couple tackles just to get up to that point. Looks like they're going to get Larkin here for a blindside block. So the play looks like it may not even count and back it up to about a second and 10. It is going to be a flag like you mentioned. Good eye right there. I was so busy focused on Nichols running for his life, but that's a good catch. Did, did Larkin just essentially hit one of the defensive linemen in the back for Osage? Well, he, he plowed him onto the ground, which you can't really do from behind. So It's going to be backed way up on the play. We'll see where the refs decide to spot this football. It was first and 10 from their own 34, but based on how far they're moving up, We'll see where the ball is actually put down. It's going to be put down at their own 14-yard line. Ooh. That is a that is one killer penalty for Hallsville. It's going to back them up at least 20 yards. First and 30. It's this is, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I think I said first and 20. It was a 20-yard penalty. It's going to be first and 30. First and 31 actually. So oh. Hallsville has got a long way to go. Trips wide receivers near side and another on the far side of the field. Pistol formation. Nichols is going to roll to his right. Now breaks a couple tackles. Spins his way up to maybe about the 15-yard line. It'll be a very short gain. And it's going to be second down now and about 29 yards to go. It's it, tough to get a drive started when you're battling penalties, Ben. Tough here for Hall. So don't know if you have a whole lot of plays in the playbook for second down and 31. We'll see what Halsell decides to pull out of the hat. Two wide receivers near side, another far side. It looks like they pulled one more man in to block on the line of scrimmage. Nichols drops back to pass. He's rolling right, trying to buy some time. He's now going to step up, launching downfield for Seavers. Jump ball, and it's incomplete. There is a flag on the play. This could be a pass interference, depending on who they call it on. Seavers went up for the ball about his own 48-yard line, and immediately as it fell incomplete, the flag came out. And the way both teams are moving, this looks like it may be a pass interference penalty depending on what the call is made. Looked like the Osage defender just jumped up on Seavers' back as he was trying to catch the ball. Almost like, hey, Seavers, give me a piggyback right through the ball, but well, another big thing is whether or not it is pass interference or holding. Yeah. They call pass interference. It is not going to be a spot foul. Looks like it's going to be about a 15-yard foul, and at the same point in time, should give Hallsville a first down. That's a gift right there for Hallsville. Nichols did make a good throw oh. there. He gave Seavers a 50-50 ball. It's still second down. So essentially just don't count the play. Give Hallsville 15 yards. Still a gift nevertheless. Yeah. You take it from second and 29 to second and 14. And with 4-10 to go in the first half, Hallsville now maybe a chance to get this to a one-score game. Shotgun snap up coming for Nichols. He's got Fowler to his right. Same kind of play here. Nichols rolling out, trying to buy some time. He's now just going to take off and run. He's at the 30-35 yard line as well. He'll go out of bounds. So he's going to pick up about five yards on the play and bring this up to about third down and nine. Now, good good play by Nichols. Just He didn't see anything, got some yards. Now it's going to be a little bit more manageable third and nine as compared to third and 14. This would be some heck of a conversion here by Hallsville. I know they did get a little help on the penalty, but if they can go from first and 31 to potentially moving the change, that would be big. And Coach Conyers ins insisting his offense figure something out is going to call a timeout before this third and nine type of play. It's good use of a timeout there. You gotta drop a play. Uh, like we mentioned before, this would be quite a conversion just for downs. Well, I, biggest thing, I don't know if Hallsville can afford to give Osage the ball back right now. I mean, Osage has had four offensive drives 
and the only one that didn't result in a touchdown took one heck of a hit by Weston Grant to knock the ball out of Graber's hands. Outside of that, Osage's offense has clicked and fired on all cylinders, and if you don't get this year and have to give it back to Osage, they could potentially score as there's still four minutes left, and then they get the ball to start the second half. So this is a this yeah. is a it's it's still the second quarter, but this is a really important play right here. Ben, it's what I call double dipping. You don't want to have Osage double dip, meaning they get a score before a half and a score after half because they get the ball back. This is that'll be worst case scenario for Hallsville. Out of the timeout, here comes Colton Nichols and the offense. <laughs> If it is four down territory, I would not be surprised to see them attempt to run the football right here because they have had a little bit of success. But it would be risky because if it is four down territory and you don't pick it up, you're giving Osage a very short field as Hallsville currently sits on their own 39. Two wide receivers are on the far side of the field for Hallsville. Looks to be Lampkins and I think Isaac Stinson. It's Seavers on the near side of the field. Nichols dropping back to pass. He's rolling right now, comes back to his left, breaks the tackle, and then it's going to be brought down for a sack at about his own 33-yard line as he eventually just ran out of time and was eventually dragged down. And I think the man who's going to get credit for the sack right there is going to be Eric Hood, the do-it-all wide receiver running back, and now linebacker gets a sack right now, and it's fourth down and 13. Now, if you're Hallsville, if you got a couple yards there, it's four-down territory. But, again, I expect to see a pooch kick here. We'll see what Hallsville decides to go with. Certainly looks that way as Nichols is all alone. Now backs up. Connor Vaughn. The safety and quarterback is back deep to receive the punt. Nichols just boots it away. It's going to fall down just into territory of Osage. And then takes a really nice roll in at about the 50 and then rolls to about the 37-yard line. And that's where Osage will start their fifth drive of the game after a second straight punt from Hallsville. you got to stop them now if you're Hallsville. You cannot afford another Osage touchdown. To Osage so far has got a 9-yard passing touchdown, 22-yard passing touchdown, turnover on downs and then 64 yard rushing touchdown that's counted for their 20 points scored so far have to say the way Osage offense has looked so far it's hard to believe that they started this season 0-3 and this, this is yeah. the makings of a very good Osage team also looking to climb out of this hole and it's all got to start with a stop right here on defense here comes the first down intent snap to Vaughn. He's going to give to Funderburk running left side. He's hit at the 35, keeps the legs moving and gets to maybe the 36. So it doesn't even look like he got back to the line of scrimmage and a good play there by the Hallsville defense. They can stack some plays right here to especially stop the run. That would be huge right here. We've seen Hallsville get into spurts where their defense is playing lights out. Essentially saw it for the last two games in total. Now you're just hoping that they can figure it out for the next two quarters. Ben, important thing to note, O'Shea has no timeouts. 2.45 and counting, so we mentioned a moment ago that could come yep. back big. You would hope for Hallsville's sake that it does. They have no timeouts. If they run the ball, if you're Hallsville and they don't get anything on these runs, you're like, welcome it. Here comes the second and 11 snap. It's going to be give to Hood in the backfield. He's met in the line of scrimmage and swung down behind it. There were multiple men in there on the play for Hallsville, and it looks like it was all led by Ethan Tunick who brought down Hood, and that's going to be another loss right there. Nice play on the tackle by Tunick. It was a great play, able to read the run, shoot a gap, and just bring down the running back. So back-to-back -back runs, we're now approaching two minutes to go, and Osage showing no sense of urgency right here. They just are looking content to run this play down and burn as much clock as they can here in this first half. This is great if you're Hallsville because, again, you avoid the double dip, essentially. 
wondering why Osage just is content on running the clock down. Osage breaks the huddle, pistol formation, three wide receivers on the right side of the field. Vaughn rolling out, try to get some time. He's being chased by Lurkin, now steps up, and he is just going to go down. That'll go down as a sack, and Vaughn just had nowhere to go, was running for his life, and eventually at the very end of the play, it is Jaden Walters who brings him down, and now Osage will be forced to punt it back to Hallsville as Hallsville will now take a timeout. I think I saw Conyers run at least like a 4-4, running to the referee for yelling for a timeout. Well, Hallsville burns their third timeout of the half, trying to get the ball back with a minute 45 to go. Although we have not seen Osage punt, you would think this would be a spot to do it because if you don't get it, then you're giving Hallsville an opportunity to get right back in this game on a short field. And it's hard to tell with these high school teams if they have a punting game or not because um, a lot of these high schools don't have punters. I'm going to guess that they will because a new man on the field for Osage that we have not seen once so far today. And that looks to be, I'll tell you what, roster it, when it's dark out and on paper, it, you would think simple physics would let me know that it's not going to be easy to read. Dane Dupee is out, and I would think that he may be the one punting this football away because we have not seen him once. Doesn't look like it, though. He may just be a punt gunner. The man that is going to be on the punt will be John Kimry. And back deep to receive the pick kick, standing at his own 35 is Gage Harrison. Kimry will drop the ball and boot it away. This is a really good punt. Wow. Harrison backing up and will just let it roll. It's going to take a favorable bounce for Osage. Goes inside the 20-yard line of Hollinsville and can't ask for much better of that from Kimry, the punter. And now Hollinsville's got a long, long way to go if they want to try and score before this half ends. Is he in high school? Because that was a good punt. That was a very good punt. Hollinsville will start from their own 18-yard line. Yeah. How, how aggressive do you think we see Hallsville right here? Because they certainly need a score here, but they've also got a long way to go and no timeouts to do it. Honestly, you got you just got to run the clock here. I know you want to go down and get a score, but now you're at your own 19. There's 136 left. You have no timeouts. And Hallsville's a run-based team. So, again, you just got to run the clock here. Make no mistakes. Don't fumble the ball. Don't put the ball in harm's way. Also, looks like they're going to be aggressive because there's four wide receivers in on the play and a shotgun snap for Nichols. He's dropping back to throw. He's looking left, running for his life, and he sacked at his own five. He just ran out of time right there and was hit by multiple members of the defensive line for Osage, led mostly by Paul Bird, and he hit Nichols pretty quickly in that play. I think that may have been the least amount of time we've seen Nichols have to throw at any point all season. I mean, he dropped back to throw and was immediately trying to escape pressure right there. He got rocked, and honestly, you got to think about the health of your quarterback here. He's had some injury problems. You, you just got to get out of this half, essentially. So Hallsville now with under a minute to go. There's 59 seconds, has it second and 22 from their own six. There's four seconds on the play clock. Hosel's got to get a snap off. Nichols will, in fact, do that. It's going to be a give running left to Fowler. He's met in the backfield. Is going to move the legs and get up maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Didn't have a whole lot of room to run right there. Is right now the defensive line for Osage is basically doing whatever they want. They are doing whatever they want, and in Hallsville looks like they're going to take this to half, and I don't blame them. Don't want to get uh, Nichols hurt at all. We've seen Hallsville in spurts so far tonight be able to move the ball really quickly on offense, but then we've also seen plays like that where they've just been overpowered off the line of scrimmage. There's 17 seconds and a half and 13 seconds on the play clock. So Hallsville's got to run one more play. It's third and 24 from their own four. Nichols gives to Fowler. He's going to get through the line of scrimmage and then up fumbles the football at about his own 15-yard line. And depending on who has this, this could be a disaster with two seconds to go and a half. 
it depends on who fell on the football. I think Fowler got back on top of it. It looks that way. And if he did, that should, for all intents and purposes, end this half. Halsell does catch a break right there because Osage could have had a shot for one play. But instead, Halsell falls in it, and the final two seconds run off the clock. And that will do it here in the first half. 28 for Hallsville. They're going to head to the locker room and talk this thing over. Maybe even be a little bit luckier that it's just a 12-point game. They are very lucky it's only a 12-point game right now. Um, but you just got to come back. You got to get a stop on defense. You get a score after halftime. You're right back in this thing. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. We're going to take a quick break here on the Show Me Sports Network. And when we come back, we'll recap everything that you just heard and then talk about some of the keys of the second half for Halls to try and come back in this one and try and win their third straight game, this one at home. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network live from Hallsville. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community to find out more about the boone county journal or to subscribe call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com the boone county journal we're with you all the way Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. 
creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Back for the Show Me Sports Network halftime show. Ben Schmidt and campaign ready to break down what we just saw, what you just heard, and hopefully talk about what could be in store for a successful second half for Hallsville. First things first, though, I mean, we're missing out. I was I was enjoying watching the homecoming halftime festivities. I, you might catch me slip up on a few years because I'm still kind of watching <laughs> what's going on down there. It looks like a lot of fun. It, it does look like a lot of fun. You know, the seniors are getting honored. They're saying we're going to school. We just heard that one of these yep. kids down here is going to go to Missouri, University of Missouri, for broadcast sports journalism. Yeah, no bias here, but we, Cam and I may have given an extra loud cheer for, for one of the <laughs> nominees right down there when they announced that she was – not only Missouri, but broadcast yeah. journalism, so well, that we, we, we cheer a little bit from yeah, up here. Well, the school down the road does have a tough matchup tomorrow. <laughs> it's a very tough matchup tomorrow. Back to the game at hand tonight. This one has been tough for Hallsville so far. They trail it 20-8, to eight and will hit the field in about 14 minutes for the second half. We'll start with the Osage offense, who has had five drives and scored on three of them. The Connor Vaughn to Hunter Graber connection has resulted in two touchdowns, one from nine yards and the other from 22 yards. Big one we got to talk about was that jump ball on fourth down that they ruled Graber came down with a 50-50 ball where he didn't really control it through the ground, but the referees ruled touchdown, nothing you can do about it. That's killer right there for Hallsville because that's the difference between six points and an incomplete pass you're taking over with the ball. It, it is a big difference, and honestly, it looked like the ball just shifted around and rolled in the ground and the ref didn't see it. That's what it looked like from my angle. I wasn't going to complain. They probably should have taken a look at it. So outside of that, the one other touchdown for Osage. They got the ball after a punt at their own 36 and took one play to go 64 yards, and that's because Eric Hood, the senior, took it to the house. Once he split through the defensive line, there was one man to beat, and that was the safety, and Hood put a move on him and was off to the races. There was little to no contest on that play, and I don't think a whole lot of players throughout the mid-Missouri area in high school are running Hood down on that run. Uh, I don't think anybody's running Hood down on that run. Um, we heard the Osage coach right when Hood was out at the 50, he said, touchdown, and I wasn't going to argue with him, it was a touchdown. I think Hood could have started at the 50 and put me maybe at about the 30, give me that head start, I still think he would have beat me to the end zone. Dude, no, you put moving. me at the 40, I don't think I could get him. Yeah, so uh, outside of that, let's turn to the Hallsville offense. They had a nice start to the game. They were moving the football, but then Colton Nichols threw an interception right into the hands of the quarterback, Connor Vaughn. Did bounce back nicely on the next drive. 
where Colton Nichols had eyes extension on a 33-yard touchdown pass. DB caught caught looking. Simpson freed up in the back of the end zone, and Nichols put it on the money. That capped off a 71-yard drive. Kind of got the feeling at that point that the Hallsville offense has figured it out. But since Halls was gone punt, punt, and a half, it has not been easy for this Indian side of the football. It has not been easy. Um, we just You talked about it a little before uh, we came back from break. They're getting dominated up front on the O-line. That's just simple. Let's do it. So some overall stats so far. Colton Nichols got one passing touchdown, one interception thrown. Isaac Stinson has just the one catch, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Really outside of that, there's only other thing I can say is that Harrison Fowler put a man directly into the grass with one of the best trucks we've seen all season. But it has been a struggle for the offense to move the football. There's been limited opportunities so far, and Nichols, too, this is probably the most pressure we have seen him under. This offensive line yeah. for Hallsville has been so good all year long, a lot of them returning players, a whole lot of seniors up front, but Nichols has just not had time to throw. He's been running for his life, and give him credit, he's made plays, uh, bought himself some time, almost through a touchdown to Landon Seavers on a fourth down play where he ran it basically all the way across the entire field, but it, there's going to have to be a big shift up front by the five blocking plus Xavier Stinson yep. they use as a blocker as well because Nichols, is, they're not going to be able to score 12 points, let alone or whatever they need to come back if, if there's that much pressure in the second half. I think one way you're going to have to look at it, you're going to have to ask Colton Nichols to do something he hasn't done all year. And you're going to have to sneak a slant route right behind those backers that are coming up on these run blitzes. you got to sneak a, you got to sneak someone out behind that and just hit it. it he hasn't been able to do it this year. We haven't just seen it, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because this is certainly a different story. And the two losses for Hallsville, one of them came 59-58 where they were moving the ball at will. They were never really playing behind. It was just back and forth all game, and they were running it at will. Centralia, they were leading, and then they were down by six points but still had plenty of time to go run the ball down the field and tie the game. This is really the first big opportunity where you're saying, you need to go throw us back into this football game with the passes, especially if Osage comes out and scores a touchdown to start this half. Yeah, and I think you, if you're planning to throw the ball in the second half, you have to tell your own quarterback, who hasn't done a lot this year, don't take the deep shots. We don't need an all-in-one play. Just sneak a guy right behind the blitz and just hit him over in the middle for five yards and let the receiver do the rest. I promise you, if you are able to hit a guy when there's blitzing defenders, it will be broken off into a chunk play. So it'll be very interesting to see. I'm with you. I think uh, we need to see some more of the quick stuff. The screen pass to Harrison Fowler, they tried that once, and it worked perfectly. Part of it was because Fowler had great blockers ahead, but um, it'll be interesting to see what they try to do to mix things up on offense in the second half. I think the biggest thing is is this has to start with a stop. If you yep. come out of the locker room and it's either 20, it's 27 to 8 uh, after an Osage touchdown, it's that'd be a tough, tough battle to climb uphill. You're asking your defense to do a lot if it's 27 to 8 for the rest of the game. So let's get into some other scores around Mid Missouri High School area. Battle at halftime is currently up 22 to nothing over Smith Cotton. Mexico and Fulton duking it out. Mexico's got a 28 to 7 lead also at halftime. Rock Bridge is in front of Lutheran St. Charles, 14 to nothing. That's a couple halftime scores for you. Boonville, who we saw have the 59-point outburst against Hallsville a couple weeks ago, has just 14 points at half. They lead California 14 to 6. Hawaii's in front of Capital City. 17 to 7 all of those games at halftime as is ours about eight and a half minutes left on that scoreboard clock until both teams emerge from the locker room the band for Hallsville currently performing on the field so moving forward towards the second half 
who would you say is going to be the biggest impact player on the Hallsville offense if it's going to have a comeback win? It's not who's going to be. It's going to have to be who's it have to be. And it's going to be having Nichols with his arm. Keyword, his arm. And I think the biggest thing is, too, Nichols has an opportunity. They could still run the ball if they get a stop here. 12 points and a quarter and three-fourths, yeah. let's say. You can still run the ball there. But if you're down 19 points, there's not time to keep pounding the rocks. So then especially you would be yep. beating with his arm. So I, I like that. It's Harrison Fowler hasn't had a ton of room to run with, but they've also gone away from him yep. a, a little bit, which is kind of strange because he had a couple nice runs early. But they've done a lot of nickels keeping the football. They've done, I think, it feels like more pass plays than in any game so far. A lot of it where they're rolling nickels out and trying to hit downfield. So we'll see what strategy changes coming out of the locker room. And the defense, it's just, there. I feel like there needs to be some more pressure on the quarterback, Vaughn, because when he has hit the, the passes down the field, it's because he's taking a one-step drop back and not even having to move off the spot. Yep, and that's exactly right. We've seen on both touchdown throws that he's thrown. He has had, has just stood like a statue in the pocket, essentially and just took him one step and just released it. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up this halftime little chat here and take a few-minute break before the third quarter? Well, if you're Hallsville, you're going to have to stick to your run game a little bit. But like you said, if Osage comes out and scores, you're going to have to start winning with the arm now. If they get a stop, you can still run the football. But like I said, I want to see some sort of drag, slant, in and route, coming behind that blitz and see if you can get a chunk play or two. Well, Hallsville looking to get to four and three, or excuse me, four and two. Osage looking to get to three and three. Both of these teams are going for a three-game win streak. We'll see who wants it more. We'll return on the Show Me Sports Network in just a couple minutes to get the second half of homecoming football underway between Hallsville and Osage. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. 
Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! At Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom. Using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference want to make a big difference in your community be kind to others drive safely and put litter in its proper place Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community to find out more about the boone county journal or to subscribe call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com the boone county journal we're with you all the way Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty.
just about time for second half football in Hallsville. The battle of the Indians and Osage just about a minute or so away from kicking off. And Hallsville's got work to do, but it's all going to start with their defense, who will take the field first. Hallsville trailing 28 and a whole lot of work to do against an offense that was humming in the first half, led by the quarterback, Connor Vaughn. We'll see what he has in store in just a moment or two. Hallsville's going to hold all strong on defense coming out because Osage will start with the ball. And Hallsville's had trouble stopping his Osage offense outside of one big fourth down stop. Hallsville has very rarely been trailing at half so far this season. Um, last week they had the lead against Eldon on the road. Versailles they were trailing at half, but Palmyra they were winning big. Boonville they were up. Centralia I think may have also been one that they were trailing at half. Overall this is, this is going to be the biggest test for them in the second half out of any game so far this season. If they can pass it they'll move to four and two on the season. Two minutes and 20 seconds are just added to the clock. So we have about another couple seconds or so until we see these teams take the field. Colton Nichols warming up on the sideline just in front of us, getting the arm loose. Hopefully yeah. that arm has a whole lot of bombs in it for the second half. I know you want to hit quick, but if they can start doing that, pull the defense down a little bit, maybe take some over the top. Maybe we can ask the, the coaches right to our left what they're thinking on running on defense <laughs> and, and then we can relay that downstairs. <laughs> I don't know how ethical that would be, uh, but um, definitely if you're Colton Nichols, you're going to have to start challenging the middle of the field. If you're Hall's offensive coordinator, you're just going to have to start being creative. Start designing plays towards the middle of the field and start challenging the middle of the field. Give them something you've never, they haven't seen on your tape because when Colton Nichols has thrown a ball, he's primarily been rolling out and just throwing back either across his body or to an out route or to a corner route. Not a whole lot, anything going through between the numbers. Now the Osage team huddles up at their own goal line. We've got about a minute and 20 seconds till the ball will be getting kicked away to that Osage squad. I would expect that we see them, especially with the lead, continue to run the football. At the very least, you're, you're wasting a whole lot of clock. But with the two that they've had at running back so far, I mean, they truly have rotated between Funderburk, Williams, and Hood. They've not only been successful, but they've used up time. They've helped prolong long drives. And I can't see any reason why until Hallsville changes something that they wouldn't do that, at least on this first drive. Yeah, um, I really, your Osage, just keep the same game plan and just enjoy what you keep doing and just listen to Country Roads right now. Yeah, I was I was going to say, I started <laughs> hearing that. You're, 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 you're moving just, to the music a little I'm bit. I'm loving so. it. I'm loving a beautiful night, nice tall fall air, got some high school football. We're big fans of the football atmosphere for sure, and hopefully oh, yeah. hopefully it's a similar atmosphere tomorrow night at Mizzou, but I, I'm not really holding out expectations that they'll be in the football game at half. One time you hear me be biased, go dogs. Yeah, okay, whatever, big. whatever, man. You're <laughs> fake Mizzou fan. <laughs> so 20 seconds until the end of halftime, Hallsville and Osage, Ben Schmidt and Cameron Payne here on the Show Me Sports Network. I think we've run out of things to say about about this about this half of coming. Oh, we we're hoping to be able to talk. Yeah. Oh, Colton Nichols has four touchdowns at half. All yeah. the elbows running him over and all this stuff like that. Nope. And said, I mean, it's it, they've got eight points so far. It's been a struggle on offense. The, uh, there's been pressure on Colton Nichols constantly, and usually this is a situation where you're you're hoping that you get yeah. the ball out of the half, get a chance to get right, get some momentum. But I mean. Any momentum that you hope to build could, could be completely wiped off the board if Osage goes and scores here to start this half and makes it a 27-8 football game. Oh, the message has got to be just play loose. Play relaxed. Don't press. If you press, bad things will happen. 
And I don't really, I think the defense has played better than the 20 points put up shows. Really, they had the big mistake on the run, but pass defense hasn't been bad. Here's a kick brought in at the 35, and then it's returned, spinning up to about the 47-yard line. It was a squib kick, and the returner for Osage caught it in stride, and then up past the 45. So that's going to give Osage a very good starting field position, as it looks like that was London Chills who made the play right there. Can't ask for much more if you're Osage to start your drive from your own 47. Yeah, Osage is perfect scenario right now. You got the ball, you're at 47-yard line, your offense has been good all night, and you just want to put one in the end zone to put a lot of pressure on Hallsville right now. So here comes Connor Vaughn, the 6'2 senior with two passing touchdowns in the first half. Did not turn the ball over once. He's got both Williams and Funderburk in the backfield behind him. Now the tight end King and the wide receiver Bradley go in motion from right to left. It's going to give to Funderburg to that left side. He breaks through the line of scrimmage. Then powers it, breaks tackle. He's at the 40. He's still running inside the 35. Now angles left at the 30, 25, and he's brought down right about there as Maya Jackson Funderburg just refusing to go down. That'll be a gain of 20-plus yards, and Osage is on the move. You know, he's on the smaller side. It looks like for a running back in terms of his build, but that's also a blessing in disguise because you can kind of squeak in behind the tackles and defenders can't really see where the ball carrier's at. So Osage goes from their own 47 to the 28-yard line of Hallsville, a essentially 25-yard run. Excuse me, not I believe I said own 20 or 28 of Hallsville, own 23 of Hallsville. And here comes the offense. Two wide receivers near side of the field for Osage. It's going to be Give running left side. That's Hoodie breaks through the line. He's at the 10, angles left, five, and a touchdown Osage. Eric Hood has got his second rushing touchdown of the game, this time from 23 yards. And Osage needs just, what was that, two plays to go plays. 53 yards. And they've now struck again on the second rushing touchdown by Hood. It's nightmare scenario for Hawesville. You can tell the defense is tired from the first half still, even though they got a 20-minute break. It's just... They've been worn down physically, and they've just been getting dominated up front, and Eric Hood just having a great game overall. Well, I don't think Hood was even touched at any point throughout that run as he found his way into the end zone. Here comes the extra point to make it a 27-8 game. It is bending, and it is no good, so that'll keep it an 18-point game. It doesn't really do a whole lot in terms yeah. of the two- or three-possession game, but regardless, it's no good, and it's now 26-8. Now what are you calling for this Hallsville offense now knowing it's a three-score game? Well, again, you got to start challenging in the middle of the field. You got to give them. You got to give Osage. They haven't seen anything before on tape. Honestly, you just got to start running some slants, some in routes, drag routes, anything. Just working that middle of the field. We have not seen a lot of that out of the Hallsville offense all year, essentially. When Colton Nichols has been throwing the football, he's been either rolling out of pocket and hitting these corner routes, you know, come back, or he makes something out of nothing with his legs and throws back across his body. You gotta play with infrastructure with creativity over the middle of the field in between the numbers. So both of the kickoff teams now are taking the field just 41 seconds into the second half and Osage has scored their fourth touchdown of the game making it 26 to eight. Halsell's got work to do. Ball is set down at their own 40 yard line of Osage. Now we'll go back and quickly huddle up before they send this thing away. Same three as usual back to receive the kick for Hallsville. And now everyone spreads off for Osage. They will kick this football away. Be nice for Hallsville to get some good starting field position right here. We'll see if they can do that. Here's the kick. It's going to be a short one. It's bought in at his own 35-yard line. It's Isaac Stinson now runs right side, turns off the field to the 40, and across that up near the 43. So you can't ask for much better than that. It was a short kick, and Isaac Stinson made the most of it. Hallsville's got to take advantage of this opportunity right here. 
You gotta score. If you're a scorer, again, it's only two possession game at that point. Hallsville first and 10 from their own 43 yard line. Looks like Landon Sievers and Xavier Stinson are gonna line up to receive on the near side of the screen. And Zach Jarrett and Isaac Stinson on the other side. So just five men into block. We often see Hallsville go with these heavy packages where Xavier Stinson is in the block and potentially more, but now four men are lined up to go run routes and pistol formation. Nichols to take the snap. Fowler right behind him. It's going to be a snap, slant, throw. Nichols actually pump, keeps it. Now we'll just try to run left side. Turns up field to the 45, goes out of bounds. So he gets maybe a yard or two. Looked like he was trying to hit the slant on the uh, inside route to Zach Jared, but he was blanket and a smart throw right there by Nichols to pump and then keep it. That was a great smart throw. Like we said, the key for Hallsville was going to have to see if they could challenge that middle of the field. They tried to design something but again, Colton Nichols with the awareness, seeing the guy just blanketed his throwing lane, just took it down and ran for it, got some positive yards. So it's just a two-yard rush, second down and eight now. Now a more jumbo package. Strong right with Xavier Stinson into block. Nichols in the pistol. It's going to be a give up the middle to Fowler. Nichols actually keeps it himself, and he's going to lose a yard on the play as he has met in the backfield. It looked like a little bit of indecision right there, and then Nichols is brought down. So he loses the yards, goes backwards, and he's tackled by J.P. Cordola. And now a third down and nine up coming for Hallsville. Good. Good play there by Cordola. Not being able to get juked down. It'll bring Nichols down. But Nichols looked like if he just handed Harrison Fowler, he'd have some open space to get a couple yards. Three wide receivers, far side of the screen. It's Severs, Jared, and Xavier Stinson. Isaac Stinson is all alone, closest to us. One-on-one -on -one coverage. He's out there against the cornerback, Hunter Graber. We'll see if Stinson, who has the one touchdown for Hallsville so far tonight, can maybe do some damage or if maybe Halls will look far side. Nichols is going to roll right. He's looking towards that trip side. He's now under pressure. He stops at his own 40 and is going to be brought down for a loss of yards. He's sacked. And exactly what Osage needed on their first offensive drive, they've held Hallsville to three plays and a loss of yards. And not a great sign for the Indians there on their first drive of the half. It is not a good sign. Again, they're trying to roll them out and do what do what they do on offense, which is when they pass the ball, they roll out nickels or something, see if he can make something. But again, he just can't. Osage defenders were there, and they just made a play. So Halsell is going to punt this football away. Nichols drops back deep into the shotgun. It's a low-line driving punt, but it's actually going to take a nice roll. It'll roll to about the 30-yard line. It didn't travel more than about 10 yards or so in the air, but it rolled a little bit. So now Osage will take over at their own 30. Then they can really really put Hallsville back up against the wall right here with another touchdown drive. Yeah, they would put Hallsville up against back the wall. Your defense has got to come up big, make a play, get a fumble, punch it out, make a pick or do something. You just cannot afford to give up any points right now. Well, the biggest problem is their de Hallsville's defense was just on the field. Hallsville went yep. three and out right there. It, it feels like just a couple seconds ago. I mean, really about a two minutes of actual game time came off the clock between when the Hallsville defense was back out on the field, and they were already on the field for a lot in the first half. You can expect a heavy dose of runs on this drive. I wouldn't be shocked if they go this entire drive and we don't see one run. Two wide receivers near side of the field, two men in the backfield with Connor Vaughn. Here comes the first on a 10 snap. It's a give to Williams off the left side of the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be hit and swarmed down at about the 30. So maybe gets one yard on the play as a couple different Hallsville defenders were in on the play. Lucas Howitt, Jay Crane, Larkin, Nichols, all of them were in there on the tackle, and that should go down as just a gain of one there on first first down yeah if you're a Hallsville defense you just got to play one play at a time you can't try to do anything don't leave your man don't leave your assignment just play 
one play at a time. Second down and nine, nine minutes to go. In this third quarter, so, so plenty of time, but Hallsville is trailing by 18 points, looking to avoid having their two-game winning streak snaps, returning to home for this homecoming game, their third home game of the season. Here comes the snap. It's going to be a pitch running left side. That looks to be Hood. He's got space at the 30. Now angles left side. He's trying to turn the corner 35, and he's going to go out of bounds just before the sticks. He needed to get to the 40. I think he got maybe to the 38-yard line. His Hood takes the pitch and was going left side all the way. Now, most people who say he got about six, seven yards on that play, most people would say that's a win for Osage, but to me, that's a win for the Hallsville defense because a ball runner like Hood, they haven't been able to stop all night. Yeah, it seems like every time Hood is getting the ball out of the backfield, it's moving the chains or putting points in the end zone in some form or fashion. And now needing just two yards, Hood heads off the field. Guess we probably see either Funder Burke or Williams get the carry here out of the backfield. Those two are in it. Williams is behind Vaughn, and Funderburg is to the left of Vaughn. It's going to be Funderburg who gets the carry running to the right side. He's got the first down, and then it falls ahead across <coughs> the 40 to about the 42. So he only needed two yards, and he gets about four, and that moves the change. Like I said, they went in basically their power set. He took it off the field, ran uh, Funderburg. He was able to pick up three yards and get a first down. Chains are now moved. It'll be a first down and 10 from their own 42-yard line for Osage. At the very least, if Osage just keeps running the ball, this could be a drive that takes us down near the end of the third quarter at this rate. I mean, they're playing that way. You really not see them snap the ball with no more than probably five, six seconds left on the game clock, the play clock, excuse me. Part of it certainly because the quarterback, Connor Vaughn, is running over to the sidelines before each and every play. Three seconds on the play clock. They do get the snap off. It's a hand to Williams. He bursts through the hole. Now powers head to about the 50 and spins down to about the Hallsville 49. He needed to get to the Hallsville 48, but it'll bring up a second down and one. Williams had a big hole on that left side of the line of scrimmage and really was not hit by any Hallsville defender up until he was about at his own 48, 49-yard line. Another strong run. Osage has definitely done whatever they wanted on offense, whether it's a run or pass. Here comes the second down in one play. Seven and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. It's Williams directly behind the quarterback, Vaughn, and Funderburg directly to Vaughn's left. Everyone hand in the grass is to give Williams. He's got the first down and then spins down to about the 44-yard line of Hallsville, so it's a gain of about five, maybe six, but all that matters for Osage is that it gets a first down. Eric Hood, the running back and wide receiver, now coming back into the huddle as Williams trots off. I think it's probably a pretty safe safe bet that Eric Hood gets the ball right here. Um, I, I believe so. Um, it's been your leading ball carrier, your best ball carrier all night. <coughs> First down and 10 from the 43-yard line of Hallsville. Hood is in the backfield at running back, standing at the very top of the Hallsville logo right at midfield. Here's a snap. It's going to be a give to Funderburg, actually. Nice fake there, and Funderburg gets to about the 40. So it'll be a short gain on first down. It'll bring up second and seven. That was a nice play design because Vaughn turned like he was going to pitch it to Hood to the right side, but then quickly gave it to Funderburg running left. And Jay Crane was in on the stop. And beautifully read by Hallsville. They weren't fooled by the pitch to Hood. Here comes Vaughn after talking it over with the coach on the far sideline. 15 seconds on the play clock, but that has not been a problem for this Osage offense at any point tonight. They break the huddle. Still the same two in the backfield. It's Funderburg and Hood back there. 
Two wide receivers near side of the field. Here comes the snap. They just get it off. It's a pick to hood, pitch to Hood running left side. He breaks tackle on the backfield, but that is met right at the 40 and pushed all the way out of bounds by two or three different men in purple jerseys. That's the most bottled up that they've had him all night, and that'll go down as no gain third and long to come. They finally set the edge. They didn't give up the edge. They were able to set the edge, and they were able to get Hood with basically no yards. So this is a, this is a big play in this game, probably the biggest defensive yeah. play so far just because... Hulzel's got to get the football back, showing by 18 as we're about halfway through the third quarter. And with third down and eight, probably fourth down territory. We've only seen Osage punt once so far tonight. They've got two wide receivers near side. That's Bradley and Graber, the usual suspects. Two wide receivers in the backfield, Williams and Funderburg. Dropping back to pass is Vaughn. He's now going to chuck it right at the six, and it's incomplete. He was going for Bradley. Landon Seavers almost had himself an interception. That would have been big, but at the very least, it hits the grass, and it's now fourth and eight. The Seavers able to come down with that pick. It's momentum changer. That's what it is. And he just can't quite, but again, fourth down. Interest to see if OCH will bring out the punter. Looks like they it's, are. It certainly looks like they are, and it makes sense. Taking no chances, especially with the way their defense yep. has played. They're going to try and back Hallsville way up rather than give them a shorter field. Or six minutes to go in the third quarter. And with the way that OCH has been controlling the clock and getting constant pressure on defense. We'll see what they can do right here. Colton Nichols puts the helmet back on. He's ready to come back out on the field. No one back to receive for Hallsville. It's booted away, and this looks to be a pretty good one. It's going to land at about the 15 roll to maybe the 14-yard line. A little better roll, and it would have been even worse starting field position. But thankfully for the Hallsville, it slows up right about there, and Hallsville will start at their own 14-yard line. Again, if you're Hallsville, you're thinking, man, when they brought out their punter, I'm like, man, maybe we'll be pinned back at our five or six, but you're like, see the 14-yard line, you're like, that's a win right there. So we'll see what Hallsville could do on their second drive of the half. They punted on their first drive, and time is certainly ticking right now. Hallsville is going to need three scores in some form or fashion. They have not kicked the ball at any point this year, so essentially can say three touchdowns unless they're planning on going two touchdowns, two point of two two-point conversions, and a safety somewhere mixed in there. Empty set in the backfield. Nichols is running to his left all the way. He doesn't have a lot of room, and he is going to be met up at his own 14 and eventually gets to maybe his 15 or 16. Continue to keep the legs churning. Now is a QB run all the way, and a very modest gain there on first down for Nichols. Once again, Nichols just not really able to turn the corner because he didn't really have yeah. a turn to the corner to turn. Three wide receivers far side of the field. If you include Fowler in the slot, essentially lining up as a wide receiver. Also got Lampkins and Severs. Isaac Stinson is closest to us. Colton Nichols is all alone in the shotgun. It's second and seven. This time a run right side. He bursts through the hole, spins off a tackle at the 20-yard line and falls ahead to about the 23-ish. It won't pick up a first down, but it'll get very, very close as Nichols took the snap quickly. Almost seemed that may have caught Osage off guard a little bit and it'll bring up a third down and short. It's a good way to get some yards. You snap it quick, they're off guard. You'll able to get some good yards, and now you got a short third down. It's third down and two, same formation. Nichols is going to run right again, trying to turn that corner. He's trying to bounce, and he's running out of room, and he's brought down at his own 20. Actually lost yards on the play as that one was strung out by the Osage defense, and this defensive line once again is all over anything that Halsell is trying to run. It's now going to be fourth down and about four. And Halsell, at least for the moment, they might go for this. If it is, this is potentially the game. But I think now Nichols is going to punt this football away. You're going to see Nichols punt. And for me, you got to go for it. But I can see why you're not going to. 
This will be the fourth punt of the game for the Hallsville offense. It's a short one. Connor Vaughn back to receive, but he won't touch it as it lands at about the 36-yard line of Hallsville. So now Osage will have a very short field with 4-14 to go in this third quarter. Offense coming out on the field. Might have been better off going for it. Unfortunately for Hallsville, they're not, just not able to get any yardage on that punt. And Osage is back basically where they were when they punted the football. Hallsville 36-yard line is where Osage will start. Osage in two drives this half has had a 53-yard drive that ended in a 23-yard rushing touchdown and then punted on their last drive. Who would have thought this game is slowly starting to turn into punt fest? Yeah. Didn't look that way the way the offenses were moving the football in the first quarter and a half or so. I think I whispered to you this is going to be a barn burner after Hallsville scored. You may have been wrong on that point. It's going to be yeah. good. Give Williams running left side. Gets to the line of scrimmage and then keeps dragging the legs up to about the 30. He may even get seven on the run right there as he had to pull a couple jerseys from behind up with him. But a nice run there by Williams on first and ten. And our strong running Osage has shown they've been a more physical team up front and being a more physical team up front means you got a lead and they definitely sure have a lead. It's going to be second and three from the 29-yard line of Hallsville with 3.45 to go in the th third quarter as Connor Vaughn comes back out into the huddle. He's got two passing touchdowns today, both to Hunter Graber, who is the wide receiver on the far side of the field. But Osage pretty content to run as two men go in motion from right to left. Vaughn is going to give it to Funderburk, running to that left side. He breaks through the line of scrimmage, gets the first down, and then goes head-on with a Hallsville defender, falls ahead to about the 25-yard line. He needed to get to the 26. And the chain gang on the other side of the field will move those things forward 10 more yards. Yep, another first down for Osage, just grinding it out. Again, they've had the ball for most of this quarter at this point. Hallsville had a three-play drive that resulted in a punt, and then that drive a moment ago, I think that was also a three-play drive. I don't yep. believe Hallsville got a first down there. So this Hallsville defense, on the other hand, has had to play a lot like you just mentioned. We've played nine minutes of game time so far in this half, and I would guess that the defense has been on the field for at least probably six of them. It's now the third time they've had to take the field. It's first down and 10, shotgun snap, and then a give left side to Williams, but it's not going to happen because there was a false start on the play, and this should back Osage up five yards, make it first and 15. Osage has had these problems along either false starts or just something. That's what, their third, fourth false start of the game? Well, we saw it a lot early when this was a completely different ball game. Yeah. Kind of went away as of late. Now comes back right there. Hallsville needing a stop, and they're now going to have first and 15 from the 30 for this Osage offense. In the backfield is Williams, and I think that that may be Eric Hood back in there as well as Funderburk leaves the field. It's going to be give to Williams running last night. He's hit just across the line of scrimmage, then the pile keeps moving forward, gets maybe to about the 30. One, well, excuse me, 26, so that should go down to the gain of about four, bring up second down and 11 or 12. Biggest thing here for Osage is it feels like every time they're going head on with a defender or defenders, the pile is moving in their direction. It yeah. just feels like for every run, it ends with the Hallsville player falling backwards and the Osage player falling forwards. Yeah, and, it, and honestly, it has to do with weight room and just wanting it and... I mean, it's hard to want something when you're down this big for Hallsville, but you're just going to have to keep hanging in there. It's second and 12 as Williams got three yards on that first and 15 carry. Eric Hood now in the backfield at running back, and it's going to be a design pass. Vaughn is rolling out. He buys some time, breaks a tackle, now throws, and it's going to be off the hands of Bradley. Had him at the 15-yard line. Would have been a completion to Bradley, but it tips off his hands and falls to the grass, and that's huge right there for Hallsville because it will now be third and 12. 
It was a nice play by Vaughn to buy some time rolling to his right. It was just a little bit of a tough catch for Derek Bradley, who had to go into a dive, just couldn't bring it in. When I saw the ball tip off Bradley, I thought maybe Halls would get a tip drill pick or something. But again, ball falls to the ground harmlessly. Osage Hall's ball, but third and long. We'll see what they go with here. Third down and 12. You would expect pass out of this Osage offense, but it's a jumbo package. A lot of men on the right side of the line of scrimmage. Here comes a shotgun snap to Vaughn. It's going to be end around. Give it to Derek Bradley. Trying to turn the corner left side. He's going to have some room. 15. He's at the 10. He's going to keep on going. Breaks tackle at the 5. That's where he's tackled. There is a flag on the play, though. If the play stands, it's first and goal from about the five-yard line for Osage, but this one may be coming back on a holding call on a one heck of a run by Derek wow. Bradley, but I don't think it's going to count. we got two flags on the field. Really nice play design right there for Osage on third and 12, going with the end around to Derek Bradley, but both teams are backing up, or at least Osage is, which tells you that this probably will go against them. And, yep, that is on the offense to so wipe the first down off the board and we'll see where they put the football. Still going to be third down coming up for Osage. This honestly, this is uh, this is probably the most any other team has taken the crowd out of it for Hallsville. Yeah. Hallsville still, everyone is still here, but just the way that Osage is moving the football, I mean, they're just, they've came in and they've, they've, they've played well enough to take the crowd out of the game. This is usually what we're used to seeing yeah. Hallsville do to other teams, and no blame to anyone. Osage is just playing a, a good brand of football so far yeah. tonight. It's going to be third down and 25, so imperative right here that Hallsville gets a stop. This is going to be a pistol formation. Two wide receivers near side of the field. It looks to be Bradley and Hood, and then lining up on the other side is going to be two more wide receivers. Stepping up in the pocket. Vaughn's running out of room, and he's hit and brought down for a sack. Ball came out at the end of the play. Was he down? Who falls? And this is a very big call coming up. We're going to see where the referee oh, points, and this may be Hallsville football. It is. Wow, what a momentum changer. Looked like he was a down at first, but they call it fumble on the field. Hallsville recovers. Momentum changer. Now you got 116 left in this quarter. If you can get a score before this quarter ends, it's anyone's ball game in the fourth. So Vaughn was sacked, and then the ball came out. DJ Larkin emerged from that pile with the football, and the referees point in the direction of Hallsville. They'll now start from their own 39-yard line, looking to make this a two-score game. This offense has punted twice so far in the third quarter. The entire group of men in purple looking over towards the sideline for the play call from Coach Conyers. 1.16 to go in the third, and this is a 26-8 deficit. Hallsville defense has stepped up these last couple of drives. Now time for the offense to turn it into something. First and 10, give to Fowler running left side. He breaks tackle in the back. Now she's 40-45. He's up near the 50. He falls ahead right at midfield. That's a first down, and that was all because of the work of Harrison Fowler to break a couple of tackles. Good work by Harrison Fowler. He knew he had the first, so he got to stop on the ground, see if he can power someone for a couple more. So run of 11, they're on first and 10, and now Halsell directly at midfield. Maybe that's the big play that they were looking for to potentially turn the tide. We've reached exactly at the minute mark of this third quarter. Nichols now goes up to his offensive line and yells out the signals to each and every one of them. It's heavy run blockers on the right side. It's going to be given to Fowler running left. He's hit at the 50, but then falls up to about the 46. Nice work there by Fowler just to keep the legs churning and turn that into a gain of four. And probably just one more play left in this third quarter, second and six in just a moment. Definitely got to run a play. You want to just get some short yards. 
Nichols and Fowler both standing in the backfield at Seavers and Stinson, the two wide receivers closest to Russ. Zach Jared is on the other side of the field. 22 seconds now and counting. There's 15 seconds on the play clock, so Halls will obviously have to run at least one play before this quarter ends. Now eight seconds on the play clock. Nichols now backs up. He's in the pistol. He's dropping back, looking to throw. He's got plenty of time. Now we'll step up, launching deep for Isaac Stinson, trying to hit him on the post, and it's over. His head falls and completed the 10-yard line. It was single coverage, but nice coverage there by Derek Bradley, and it just goes over the head of the intended receiver, Isaac Stinson. Yeah, as you can tell, it looked like he wanted Landon Seavers on that in route at first. The linebacker was able to cover it up, and then he went to a post. The secondary read, they'll just get worked through the reads there. That was that was just good coverage all around by Osage. Probably the longest we have seen Colton Nichols have to attempt yeah. to pass, and at least since the first quarter. He had plenty of time back there, but the ball fell as incomplete. Now a very big third down and six upcoming. Clock is stopped, five seconds to go in the third quarter. Also wants the fans to get loud. It's a run to Harrison Fowler. Up the middle. He's got the first down and falls ahead inside the 40. And that will move the chains as the third quarter comes to a close. And something for the Hallsville fans to cheer about as Fowler has done the heavy lifting so far on this third drive of the second half for Hallsville. Talk about some power running. He just broke several arm tackles on that run. We're going to take a very quick break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, it's fourth quarter football in mid-Missouri high schools. Hallsville and Osage. We've got 12 minutes to play on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Back for fourth quarter football on the Show Me Sports Network, and here comes Hallsville from the 38-yard line, and immediately they move the chains. They got that first play going so fast, and they pick up 11 yards and are off and running trying to make this a two-score game. Isaac Stinson ran a nice out route out there. Colt Nichols just put it on him right on the money. So now first and 10 from the 27-yard line for Nichols and Hallsville. Very nice scripted play to start the fourth quarter. This time a read option. Nichols is going to keep it himself. He breaks tackle at the 30. Now moves to his left 25 and falls ahead to the 23. That was a nice couple moves right there by Nichols because he very easily could have been dragged down for a loss of three. and ten. Instead, turns into a gain of about four. Yeah, he, you see the jersey tug almost kind of throw off the rest of the defenders once he got out of it because they're all like, oh, he's about to get bottled up, but he's going to break out of the tug. Get a couple more. Second down and five, 11, 12, and ticking. Hallsville's got to move fast. Two wide receivers on the play, a whole lot of men in to block. It's a give to Fowler running left side. He bursts through the middle. It gets close to about the 16-yard line. That should be enough for a first down as I think he gets six. He only needed five. 
And that's going to move the chain. So another nice run there by Harrison Fowler. Got uh, feel me calling this play right here. I call play action pass. See if I can shoot one to the end zone. First and ten from the 16-yard line for Halls. Well, I'm with you. I wouldn't think that'd be a bad play, especially if you bring Xavier Stinson from the end of the line of scrimmage potentially up the seam. We'll see what they decide to do. Nichols is in the shotgun. He's rolling out to his left. This looks like a QB run. He angles upfield, lowers the Ooh. shoulder, and falls to about the 10-yard line. He went head-on with one of the defenders of Osage and won that battle. And that'll be a gain of about five or six. So Halls will not pick it up big chunks, but they're moving it in about five or six yards of play. They've probably got to score a touchdown here in the next minute or so, Max. Yeah. Understatement on uh, winning the battle there. I think uh, they're running some scrapers off to get the Osage player off the off the grass there. We, we could hear that from up here, I'll say that. Yeah. Nichols' shoulder pad into the whoever that was, his shoulder pad, and Nichols fell ahead. First or second and four, Nichols fakes. He's trying to run. He breaks tackle at the seven. Falls down right there, though, on another tackle. He needed to get to the six, so it should bring up down a, th a third and very short. One thing about notes about Colton Nichols, he's not the biggest guy. He's around 5'10", what, 160, 150? 180. They've got 180. So, I mean, he's 5'10", 180. He's not the biggest guy with the biggest frame, but he's going to – he'll lay some punches out there. It's third down and one, 944 and counting to go in the game. Halls are down 26-8. Nichols pistol set. It's going to be given to Fowler running offside. He's at the five. Keeps pushing the pile. He's going to get very close, and it's a touchdown. <laughs> I was about to say, if that wasn't ruled a touchdown when he just basically spun out of the back of the end zone. Harrison Fowler from seven yards out makes this a two-score game. And Fowler's got his first punch in of the night. And Hallsville does what they need to do on that drive, capping it off with six. And there goes a student from the Hallsville running the flag up and down the stands here. Oh, oh my gosh, they released some purple mist. So now we'll see what Hallsville can do going for two if they convert. Makes it just a 10-point game. That would be big if this was a team that kicked field goals for Hallsville, but they are not a field goal kicking team, so... It's going to be Isaac Stinson all alone on the near side of the screen. One more receiver looks like Durrett far side. Everyone else up near the line of scrimmage. Here's a snap. Nichols going to give to Fowler. Actually keeps it himself. He's running upfield. Tries to get in. I don't think he's going to get there. He doesn't. It stays 26 to 14. Yeah, if he just gave it to Harrison Fowler, he's probably in for the conversion. So Halsell does get the touchdown. Harrison Fowler is in from seven yards out, and Halsell's back in the game. We'll take a very quick break and then return in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Halsell's defense getting ready to take the field. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Back for Hallsville and Osage on the Show Me Sports Network. 9.33 left in the ballgame, and Hallsville has just made it a 12-point game Thanks to a seven-yard rushing touchdown from Harrison Fowler. Two-point conversion 
no good, but Hallsville gets their first touchdown drive since the first quarter, and now we'll see if the defense can force another stop. Defense has been good the last couple of drives, forcing a punt and a fumble. This is just essentially an onside kick, and it's going to be fallen on by Osage, and they'll take over at their own 47-yard line. I don't know if that was meant to be an onside or a squib, but it didn't work, and Osage comes now onto the field essentially at midfield. I think the play call was not an onside kick, but I think the kicker kind of just made a judgment call because you looked at Osage, they were kind of right behind the Hallsville, Hallsville H and where they were lined up in terms of coverage. So Hallsville thought they could get pretty and kind of sneak one in on them, but... Osage at the very least here looking to drain some clock with how they run the football. You could see this ending as a four or five minute drive if all goes well for Osage. First down and 10 from their own 48 yard line. Vaughn will take the shotgun snap, gives running right to left. That's Funderburg. He's got Rooney angles left at the 45, breaks a tackle at the 40, still driving the hips, falls ahead to about the 36-yard line of Hallsville. That'll go down as about a 16-yard run for Funderburg. And Osage is on the move on this first drive of theirs of the fourth quarter. Osage got away with one. The tight end was able to block Blaine and Seavers blocking the back in the backfield, but no flag called, and it was able to spring Funderburg. So now as we approach nine minutes to go, in this fourth quarter, ball will be just 36 yards away from the end zone for Osage. Touchdown here would essentially be the, the, the uh, I don't want to say final nail in the coffin, but a three-score game with under nine minutes to play would be a tall order for Hallsville. First down and 10, Vaughn has got two men in the backfield, gives to Williams, he's got a big hole, 30, he explodes through and he is gone. 36-yard rushing touchdown, Aiden Williams, and he goes untouched into the end zone. And on a two-play drive, going 52 yards, Osage has now broken the 30-point mark. Yeah, and that's that's brutal if you're Hallsville right there. You're needing a stop, and you cannot afford to go down three scores. And you just touched on it, right? The, literally before the play happened, you go down three scores with nine minutes left. It's a tall order to ask. So Osage will now come on to attempt to kick the extra points, make it a 19-point ball game. The snap is high. It is got down. It's up on the way, and it's good. That was one heck of an operation right there by the holder to get that down in time yeah. and the kick to sail through the uprights. It's now 33-14. to 14. Hall's looking to have to move very, very quick here on this next offensive drive. They are going to have to move very, very quick. Um, I mean, it's not insurmountable. We've seen comebacks before. Um, I mean, one, one comes to mind about East Plano, Texas team in high school football when it came back from like 30 with like a minute 13 left. But that was back in the 90s. Yeah, new era of football since yeah. then, I'll, I'll say that much. We'll see what Coach Conyers and this Hallsville offense can dial up on the play calling. You can see Conyers down there moving the arm quickly, almost just to say, let's go, let's hurry it up. Uh, you know that mode where you're swinging your hand over yeah. and over again. It's, yeah. Whatever that means, he's trying to get this Indians offense to go down and score quickly as there's 8.59 to go, and it's 33-14 to 14 in favor of Osage. Man, you know what's the worst part about radio? They can't see your hand motions. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of like I don't, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I, I, kind of inspiring a sense of urgency is the best I'd like to say. Uh, eventually, one day, hopefully the Show Me Sports Network will have a camera, and we just turn that thing around and can show in, us in broadcasting, yeah. and then I can explain what I mean. And now Osage is going to kick the ball away. Also needing a whole lot to go their way for this next nine minutes if they want to win this game. It's an onside kick, and it's brought in right at the own 49-yard line of Hallsville. Don't know about that decision that right weird. there. Hallsville will take it, and now they're going to start almost right at midfield, own 49-yard line. That was not a good coaching call. They could do an onside. Ball was brought in by Tucker Cates. 
essentially just waved the right arm and brought yeah. it in. Now Hallsville will start at their own 49. Again, your defense has been playing good all night, but if Hallsville can get a score, you're still not walking away from the ball game quite easily as you thought you were. So here comes Nichols. I would guess we see a pretty heavy dosage of passing on this play, although I'm not the one calling the plays. Pistol formation, two wide receivers. Nichols is dropping back, looking to throw. He's got plenty of time now rolling to his right. He's going to step and fire for Seavers, and it's incomplete. Couldn't get it to him as he was eventually, right as he let the throw, that came a defender free in his face and tried to hit Seavers at about the 43-yard line of Osage, but just couldn't get it to him, didn't have the arm. Really kind of weird play design, long developing play. Seavers was running an out route. Um, Stinson on the right side was running a deep, just fade route streak. And the other receiver on the left side was, again, running a streak. Nothing really designed from the middle of the field, which there was a hole in. So now play took seven seconds off the clock. Hallsville trailing this one by 19 points. Pistol formation, two wide receivers in on the play. It's going to give to Fowler. He breaks through the line of the 50, now falls ahead into Osage territory. Gets to maybe the 47-yard line of the play. So that'll be just about a four-yard gain or so and bring up a third and medium. Yeah, it has some urgency for Hallsville. You're going to have to pass the ball. So Nichols looks over towards the near sideline to get this play call coming in. Two wide receivers closest to us, that's Lampkins and Stinson. Seavers and Xavier Stinson on the other side of the field as pass catcher. Shotgun formation, Fowler's directly to the right of Nichols. He's going to take the snap, rolling out right, trying to buy some time. Throws on the comeback route, and it's incomplete. Attended for Isaac Stinson, and the cornerback Hunter Graber was on the coverage on Isaac Stinson like glue right there, now fourth and six. Unfortunately, um, Xavier Stinson, Isaac Stinson's brother, was open in the middle of the field. He was running some sort of drag route, but... The play was designed for Nichols to roll out to his right so he couldn't come back and see him. So this, for all intents and purposes, the game right here. Hallsville down by 19 points, needing a fourth and sixth conversion. And I think sensing that, Coach Connors in this Hallsville sideline is going to burn a timeout, needing to get six yards here and keep this drive alive with 8.14 to go. Definitely going to need to keep this drive alive. If they don't keep this drive alive, you, writing's on the wall. Hallsville has moved it into... Osage territory, but has got to get to their 41-yard line to move the football right here. Hallsville scored just two touchdowns tonight, a 35-yard passing touchdown by Nichols in the first quarter Isaac since, and then their last drive, probably the most effective we've seen them with the football since that one other drive in the first, capped it off with a Harrison Fowler rushing touchdown. But Nichols has faced a lot of pressure, haven't had a whole lot of explosive runs, that's for sure. We're so used to seeing Hallsville ripping off 30-plus yard runs like it's nothing. Just haven't had that tonight, and kind of results in the score that we currently have at 33-14. to 14. Yeah, it's the chunk plays. When your offense relies on chunk plays, it can be hard to be patient. And this is what this Osage defense has done. They've made Hallville. Hallsville have to be patient. Pistol formation, it looks like. Three wide receivers line up on the far side of the field and one more down at the bottom. Xavier Stinson now goes in motion, and I think this is going to be an encroachment penalty on Osage. The defensive line came across too early for Osage. The only question is, was he enticed? Nope, he was not. So that's huge for Hallsville because it makes it now just a fourth and one. Fourth and one's a lot better than fourth and six. As a coordinator, you got a lot more plays designed for fourth and one as opposed to fourth and six. Defensive lineman for Osage actually came across so much that he knocked the offensive lineman for Hallsville down. I didn't see whether it was the center or the guard that he knocked down. Regardless, that goes against Osage. It's now fourth and one, so Hallsville... Drew up a play out of the timeout, but now going to switch it up a little bit. Now only needing just a couple yards. They're 
Looks like snap's going to come from about the 42 and a half, needing to get to the 41 for the first down. It's a give to Fowler running offside. He's hit. He's driving the legs. He's got the first down. Gets inside the 40 to about the 37. That was huge because Fowler initially could have been brought down before the sticks and kept his way moving. Picks up about five. Yeah, I mean, Fowler just kept the legs turning, showing the power, breaking some tackles. He's able to pick up the first down yardage. We hit the eight-minute mark just about as they move the chains on the field. Hallsville's got 37 yards to go to punch it in for six. Shotgun formation for Nichols. He's got foul lined up directly to the right of him. Nichols is going to take the snap. He's rolling out right, trying to buy some time. Now steps up. He's launching to the end zone for Seavers, and it's over his head incomplete. Don't know if that was for Seavers on the post or Isaac Station on the deeper post. He kind of split the middle in between both yeah. of them. I would guess that was for Seavers, and it was just a little too long. Regardless, it's incomplete. He was fortunate that the safety wasn't able to come down with the pick there. But, again, it was odd to see like kind of just a double post like that running towards the end zone. One under, one over, but definitely got to work the middle of the field, and they're doing that. They're trying to. So now second down and 10, Nichols. Yelling out the signals to his offensive line. He's got two wide receivers to work with near side and another to his left. Six men are in to block. Nichols takes a snap, rolling out to his right. He's going to step up in the pocket now. Now he's just going to take off and run at the 40-yard line, and he's dragged down from behind. So he's actually maybe going to lose a yard on the play as just before he was able to break free, defender for Osage came in and dragged him down by the back of the jersey, and that was Jackson Funderburg who makes the big play right there against Nichols. Jackson Funderburg. He plays on offense, but he made a defensive play there. It looked like he was gonna. It looked like Nichols was gonna get away with a stiff arm, but Funderburk was able to drag him down by the jersey. It's now third down and ten after the no gain there on the run on second down and ten. Nichols has got to make something happen right here. Jumbo package for Hallsville. Two extra men in on the line of scrimmage. They're gonna run to Fowler to the right side. He gets across the 35 and then up near the 30. So obviously playing for fourth down is Fowler's gonna get about six or so on the play and make it a third down and manageable. Excuse me, fourth down and manageable in just a moment. Nice solid run. He was able to just put a, he put a hand on his uh, offensive lineman and just followed the block for so a couple yards. Ball is snapped, or excuse me, placed down from about the 31, maybe 32-yard line. So Hallsville's going to need five yards, it looks like. Pistol formation, essentially the game resting on this play. Fourth down and four. Nichols takes snap. He's looking left. It's a comeback route to Lampkins. I think he made the catch, and it's right at the sticks. And it's all going to depend on the spot, but based on where the far ref ran in, if that's where the ball is actually spotted, I think this might get the first down. It was a comeback route to Lampkins, and that was dangerous because it was right at the sticks, but I think that's going to be a first down. Yep, it is. Again, it was a great play design because there's a lot of space working. Lampkins was in that far split, and they were just able to manipulate the space. Lampkins knew where the stick was. He ran to come back right at the sticks, and we get a first down. That was honestly one of the first timing routes that we have seen actually yeah. work for this offense of Hallsville tonight. First and 10, Nichols is going to run right side, turns up field at the 25. Now he's at the 20, angles left, and gets hit from behind, falls down to about the 15-16 yard line. Took a hard hit. Needed to get to the 17. I think that's going to be another first down, but like you mentioned, he got hit hard from the back and did fall forward. But uh, Looks like he's favoring it back a little bit too. Not moving the chain, so I think he was just short. Although the scoreboard says first and 10 from the 16. Give to Fowler running right side. He's at the 12, now breaks a tackle inside the 10 and falls ahead to about the 6. So this may move the chains again. Again, the other thing, you are down by three scores, and unless a miracle happens, you not, may not come out with this ball game. But 
Paulsville is showing they have fight and they're not going to give up on this game. And that's the important thing. First and goal from the six yard line. Pistol formation. Nichols going to give him to Fowler up the gut. He's inside the five falling forward to about the three yard line. So cuts this one in half. It'll be second and goal from about the three as we hit 545 to go in the game. Definitely have to score on one of these next two plays. Yeah. Assume we see touchdown that onside kick from Hallsville yeah. here. Nichols has got the sign. A whole lot of men in near the line of scrimmage. Nichols is going to go shotgun formation. Everyone's bunched up to the left. We probably will see Nichols run that way. That's what he's going to do. He's got to make a tackle miss, and he's unable to do that. He is strung out. Maybe got back to the line of scrimmage if he's lucky. Regardless, it's going to be third and goal from about the three. You got to go hurry up here. You got to run basically a pass play. You got to tell Nichols, if it ain't there, throw it away because that will stop the clock. Five minutes and ten seconds and counting now. It's third and goal. A rule is from the two-yard line. Now far side hash mark. Nichols in pistol formation. Fowler directly behind him. Nichols takes snap. It's a give to Fowler running left side. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown Harrison Fowler. His second of the game and this time from two yards out. And Hallsville makes it a 33-20 ball game. All right. That was a good, good play there by... Here's some foul. I thought they were going to go pass, essentially, but no, they just ran it up the middle. Able to get a touchdown. Now they got a two-point try. We'll make it, what, 11-point game? Correct. So 4.55 to go in the ballgame. It's now 33-20. to Hallsville still trailing, but they do get the two-yard rushing touchdown from Harrison Fowler. Here comes the two-point conversion. It's a give to Fowler again. He's driving the legs near the goal line, and he looks like he got in. He did. It's now 33-22 to with 4.55 to go, and now a very big, most likely onside kick upcoming. Got to get it. There's no reason to kick it deep here. So we'll see what the kickoff team has in store for Hallsville. Hallsville only has two timeouts, too. And maybe if they have all three, maybe you can kick it deep because you think Osage will probably run three straight rim plays, and maybe you can get a three and out and get it back, but... Again, that's only if you have three timeouts. Also only has two. I expect an onside kick, something. You gotta try to get the ball back. Do not kick it deep. Well, you can almost bet on it that if Osage does get the ball back here, recovers the onside, they're probably gonna run the ball three straight times. Even if they don't get a first down, they're taking this thing inside of two and a half minutes yeah. at the very least, most likely, so. Also only has two timeouts. They can only stop the clock twice. Well, here comes the kicking team. There is one man back deep to receive the kick. That's the quarterback for Osage, Connor Vaughn. But everyone else up pretty close to where the ball is being kicked from. They're obviously expecting this thing yeah. to not travel too far of a distance. I would target the middle. Osage coverage man is a little bit right behind the H. Hit that middle and see if you can kick or outrun him. Well, ball is placed down. Jarrett's going to come in and kick this very important kick all right here we go it's actually gonna be kicked wow. deep Vaughn's gonna bring it in at his own 19 doesn't have a whole lot of blockers and he'll just kind of fall down take a knee at his own 27 yard line Hallsville just I, I guess trying to catch Osage offside right there and now here comes the Osage offense from their own 27. Interesting they take a knee instead of trying to run around and maybe burn a little bit of clock but I, I, I would guess probably because that's the quarterback returning that yeah. kick right there probably the reason for him just going down not fighting through a whole lot of contact. We yeah. have not seen, although Vaughn has been playing safety, at least when he's been at quarterback, he's not been running the ball a whole lot, hasn't had to take a whole yeah. lot of hits. So it's first down to 10 from their own 28-yard line. And I think if I was a betting man, I would probably say a run's gonna come right here. And trying to run this clock out for Osage. 
Two men in the backfield. Looks like Williams and Funderburk. Here's going to be the give to Williams up the middle. It's actually Hood, not Williams, and he falls ahead to about the 33-34 yard line. A nice run there on first down. It's going to make it second and medium. Hood has had solid run plays. Arguably been one of the best ball carriers for Osage today. And we'll get five there. So he makes it second and five from the 43, or excuse me, 33 as we hit the two and a half or four and a half minute mark to go in this ball game. Not a whole lot Hallsville can do at this point. You know that Osage is going to be running the football. And Osage has just had success after success, largely in part to one, the running backs have been hitting the holes, but their offensive line has been opening up a whole lot of running lanes for them to go through. Snap is taken with four minutes or four seconds to go on the play clock. Looks like some sort of miscommunication there as Vaughn just had to run around and take a knee at his own 30, so he's going to lose three yards on the play. think that was, Vaughn thought that was going to be a handoff running to the right side to his running back, and it just did not work timing-wise, and Vaughn just goes down to a knee, loss of four yards on the play. Oswald not taking a timeout here. Trying to preserve those. Potentially we see them take one after this third down play if Halsell can get a stop. Third and seven, we're down to three minutes and 35 seconds to go in this fourth quarter. Halsell chilling 33 to 22. Two men in the backfield as two others go in motion from right to left. Here comes a snap to Vaughn as we give to Funderburg running left side. Turns up field to the 30 and he's hit and brought down at about the 32. Take a timeout. So a very nice tackle right there by DJ Larkin, the defensive lineman. And it's... Now going to be fourth down, and you can assume a punt upcoming for the Osage offense. Yep, you heard me say, take a timeout. They did take a timeout. Yep. We've got to have urgency now. Well, for whatever reason, I don't think the coach of Osage was too happy after the end of that play, probably because of the miscommunication on second down mm -hmm. that essentially threw a play away, because you could see him pretty irate at his offense coming off the field. Now a timeout with 3.20 to go in the game. Halsell second. You would think a punt upcoming. It ain't yeah. over. Hallsville could use a, a return and a very quick touchdown right here. It ain't over right now. Hallsville, they get a quick touchdown. It's anyone's ball game. Key emphasis there on quick touchdown because with just one timeout, if you're Osage, you can, you can, if you get the ball back with a minute 20 or less, you can run the entire clock out. Yeah. So Hallsville's got to score onside kick. In, in less than two minutes. And if they don't recover an onside kick, they've got to score in less than two minutes and not burn that last time out. We've seen some crazy things in high school football. One I mentioned earlier before we were both born, so. Gage Harrison back to receive the punt. He's standing at his own 30 yard line and a very big punt earlier by Kinley, the punter for Osage. How about a uh, trouble with the snap incident right here? Michigan, Michigan State kind of thing. That would be nice. <laughs> it's not going to happen, though, as the punt is booted away. Harrison's going to let it bounce, and then it rolls to about the 30-yard line. Ends right on the 30-yard line of Halsell. So big task for them. They've got to go 70 yards, and they've got just three, and ele three minutes and 11 seconds left in the game. Oh, yeah, and they're trailing by 11 points. I would love to see a post-wheel concept right here. It would basically kind of rub the rub one of the defenders at the line and then if you can hit the wheel up the sideline it would be a touchdown I haven't seen I don't think I've seen that at a Hallsville at all this year but it would be something to throw Osage off but looking like by the alignment we're not going to see that Hallsville is coming out onto the field on offense pistol formation and now a timeout is going to be used on defense for Osage, clearly did not have the right defensive alignment, yeah. something along the lines. 
I think you and I got caught listening to the defensive coordinator Something. here a little bit. Regardless, yeah. it's going to be first down and 10, but a timeout there burned by Osage. Probably in the grand scheme of things, not going to cost them a whole lot. You never know, though. But Obviously, before that first down play, did not have the right either alignment or right yeah. set of players out there. It just looked like they didn't have the right personnel out there. Maybe they, they wanted, took a timeout. I mean, if you're Hallsville, you got to draw up something. Like, obviously, you don't have to go quick hitter on this play, but you got to have some urgency if you don't get a quick hitter. Three minutes and 11 seconds to go in the game. Hallsville's been trailing this one essentially since the get-go, although it did take an 8-7 lead early on. But since then, it has been all Osage since. Hallsville had a little bit more offensive success in this fourth quarter. Back-to-back -to -back touchdown drives capped off with rushing touchdowns, but maybe just a little too late. Here we go now, first and 10. Nichols dropping back, looking to throw. He's got all day, trying to hit Stinson on the out route, and it's high and incomplete. It was going to be right at the sticks. Yeah. It was single coverage with Isaac Stinson with the cornerback Graber in coverage, but throw is just a little high. At least it looked a little high from our vantage point, and it's now second and time. Going, second and ten. Making a throw from a near hash to outside of the far hash is a tough ask for your quarterback. Just takes four seconds off the clock. If that was Holden, it was right at the marker, so it either would have been second and one or would have moved the chains. But regardless, ball falls harmlessly to the ground. So now Nichols is finally getting the play calls in, yelling him out to his offensive line. Once again, pistol formation, two wide receivers lined up wide. It's going to give to Fowler running left side, and he gets up to about the 35-yard line and then powers ahead to the 37. So it's a gain of about seven. I'm sure Osage will gladly take that because it keeps the clock moving. Now under three minutes, it's third down and three for Hallsville. Shotgun snap upcoming for Nichols. Fowler directly to his left. Nichols takes a snap. He's running left all the way, trying to pick up the three yards. And he goes upfield to the 40-yard line. He's going to get across the 40 and get the first down. Falls ahead to about the 42 or so. And we'll have a brief clock stoppage while they move the change. Just what Hallsville needed, and that was all due to Colton Nichols breaking a couple tackles. Got clock stops. Got the first down. It's going to reset as soon as the ref. Nichols gets, okay. Nichols gets five yards on the run right there. Now dropping back to throw. He's got plenty of time. Looking to step up in the pocket. Launching deep downfield for Stinson, and it's incomplete. The quarterback and safety, Connor Vaughn, came over to help, and it was double coverage by the time Ball got there. And thankfully for Hallsville, Vaughn not able to pick it off because there was very little chance Stinson yeah. was coming down with that football. you got to run too deep. you got to run too deep, guys. you got to make that safety pick. you got to have a seam, and you got to have an outside. Good call right there because, like you said, I mean, it was too easy for Vaughn right there. Yeah. He just saw the one receiver deep down the field and went to help and covered right there. Maybe if, if Vaughn's not there, you, Stinson maybe would have had a chance in yeah. single coverage, but no chance once it got to double. There's 2.28 clock stopped after the incompletion. Chips wide receivers on Nichols' is right. They're all up in a bunch. He's going to roll out right. There's pressure immediately, but he evades it. Now throws, and it's going to be dropped by Stinson right at the 50-yard line. Wouldn't have picked up the first. Would have picked up about eight yards but the Paul was maybe a step behind Isaac Stinson as he tried to come back to get it, just couldn't bring it in, now third and 10. And it's tough here. You can't really take a middle of the field sack before the change, you gotta go for it all. Well, about a minute has ran off the clock on this drive for Hallsville, and they have moved the football 12 yards, which is pretty crucial. It took them three plays to move the ball across the chains the first time, and now they're in third down and 10 after back-to-back -back incompletion. Same formation, trips wide receivers all in a bunch on the right side. Eric Hood gets in the backfield immediately. Nichols rolls right buying time, throws sideline, and it's incomplete. Tried again to get it to Isaac Stinson, and it fell incomplete. I'll tell you what, Eric Hood has blown up the last two plays as he has got in the backfield pressuring Nichols immediately. 
He's shown nice flexibility and bend, be able to bend off the tackle and just beat him. So three straight incompletions now, fourth down and 10. And if they can't move the chains, Osage will most likely just run out the clock and take this victory on back home. Hallsville does have a small glimmer of hope, but it all has got to start with a conversion right here, trailing by 11, 2.15 left in the ballgame. We saw the, the Jets do this to the Browns a few weeks ago. That's what it's going to yeah. take from this Hallsville offense. But three straight incompletions, all three intended for Isaac Stinson. And now even worse for Hallsville, they can't get the play figured out, and a timeout is going to be used. So did the math a moment ago with the three straight run plays. Osage can take two minutes off the clock yeah. with 2.15. Now that you've used that one timeout, Osage can essentially burn everything if this if this is a turnover on downs. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. We've seen comebacks in football. You mentioned with the, the Browns and the Jets a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's going to be tough because we know one thing about the Hallsville offense, they're predicated on the run. They're not really built to throw it down the field. It's not saying they can't, but it's difficult. So we'll see what Hallsville defense trials up on 4th and 10. Would expect Osage to probably play a little off and try and prevent anyone from getting deep in behind them. You could let up the first down here for Osage. Wouldn't be the end of the world. The, the thing that you can't afford is for Hallsville to get behind the defense, hit one over the top, yeah. and find their way in for 6 points. Because so, You know they're going to go for 2. Yep. Looks like Hallsville is going to come out with trips wide receivers to the right of Nichols and then another on the other end of the field. Just one safety back there for Osage, but a whole lot of men standing right at the 50. Empty set, shotgun snap for Nichols. He's buying some time now, rolling to his right, runs into his own alignment, keeps the play alive, throws. It's going to be caught by Zach Jaray, and it picks up the first down, but there is a flag on the play, and it may cause this fourth down conversion to be wiped off. It's going to be holding on offense, so would have had an 11-yard completion on fourth and 10 right there to Jaray, but instead now it's going to be fourth and 20. That was really nice work there by Nichols to extend that play and then hit the comeback route, but turns out he had a little help in making that happen. Very good. It's hard for these these deep route plays to develop because Nichols has not had a lot of time in the pocket. Osage's pass rush would be getting home time and time again. So after the holding call, they back the football up to it looks like the 35-yard line. Still have yet to place the ball down. We'll see where they place it. You would assume just a 10-yard penalty. It was 4th and 10 from their own 42. And now the ref is going over to set it down. This drive started at their own 30. And now Hallsville was back inside their own 30 with over a minute and a half having run off the clock. So this is really not working in Hallsville's favor. It's yeah. actually a 15-yard penalty now 4th and 25. Probably, I, I, from what I've heard, I don't think that most coaches have a 4th and 25 play in the playbook. Well, you really got one, and it's just to throw the ball and pray to Hail Mary. Yeah, it's it's everyone run down the field. Nichols, you got to buy us five yeah. seconds of time and then chuck the ball up deep. I would assume that Hallsville's probably just going to do as much as they can to block for Nichols, and he's looking at one receiver all the way. Here we go, fourth and 25. Nichols rolling out, evades the pressure, now running to his left. He's going to at some point have to set the feet and throw. He does that. Got he's man. going downfield. Isaac Stinson, and he's got wow. the catch inside the 30-yard line of Osage. How do they let that happen? Isaac Stinson got behind everyone, and that was all Colton Nichols keeping that play alive. I think that was a corner Hunter Graham who got caught with his eyes in the backfield, yep. and Hallsville's got another gasp at this one after a big completion there. 
How do you let that happen if you're Osage? Isaac Stinson got behind everyone. Well, I saw the alignment and I was wondering, they had one safety really deep and all the corners were lined up around five, six yards off the line of scrimmage. They weren't playing three man deep. It's now first and 10 from the 23. Nichols is gonna throw end zone for Seavers. And is that intercepted? I believe it is. It's Connor Vaughn. Actually, no, it's Derek Brattle who came down with it regardless. That's going to end the football game. Miscommunication on the route. You hate to see it. It look, Seavers ran a corner ran a corner to the back of the end zone where the back pylon, and Nichols thought he was running a fade or a post or something. It just miscommunication on the route. So that is the second interception of the game thrown by Nichols. And now with a minute 27 left, Osage can just kneel this one out, and they will move to 3-3 three and three on the season after their third straight victory. And that very easily could have been Connor Vaughn's second pick of the game. This time, and though, it's Derek Bradley. And it's going to be now a two-game winning streak snap for Hallsville. Those fall to 3-3 three and three on the season. And tough treading next couple weeks for Hallsville. They're going to have a tough matchup against Southern Boone. But, uh, Blaze will be here with uh, on that call. It'll be interesting to see uh, that team come in. Maybe they'll see if they'll try to encroach on our roof territory up here. Oh, I don't think we can let that happen. Yeah. Cer certainly not. Let's see. That's... That's in two weeks. That'll be you and me back here on this one. Yeah. I think we got to push them back to the other end of the table. First down play upcoming in just a moment. Clock is, is running. Another note. Se second down play. First down play was kneeled. It's just yeah. going to happen here again. With They're going to have to do two more kneel outs, and then Osage will get the victory here. And another note, uh, Halls will have Blair Oaks. At Blair Oaks, it's a tough matchup. Blair Oaks' offense, everyone knows about Dylan Hare, but that's going to be at Blair Oaks. It's going to be a tough environment for them to play in. So it doesn't get any easier for Hallsville. You're just going to have to battle and just hang in there and just keep playing one game at a time. Second down play is also kneeled on, and now as we hit under 40 seconds, Osage has got to have Vaughn touch the knee to the grass one more time, and that'll be all she wrote. Final score in this one will be 33-22. to Hallsville did give it a valiant effort in the fourth quarter with the two touchdowns, but just not enough as Nichols throws two interceptions, and has just the one rushing touchdown, or excuse me, the one passing touchdown came way earlier in this game to Isaac Stinson. Final deal out, and now everyone will shake hands on the field. This football game is over. Hallsville falls to Osage on homecoming by a final score of 33-22. to Osage has now won three straight. They're at a 3-3 three three on the season. Hallsville snaps a two-game winning streak. They also fall to 3-3. Three and three. And now, like you mentioned a couple minutes ago, Cam, with the big matchups on tap, They've got Southern Boone and Blair Oaks now upcoming. It's, it's not going to get any easier. Uh, the message to Connor's team, you're 500 right now. You're going to have some tough games coming up. You're just going to have to believe in each other and stick with each other. And we'll just see what happens. Well, hopefully we get the chance to talk to Connors a little bit about that. Never too sure whether or not that's going to happen each and every night. But regardless, we will have plenty to talk about. Still a good night, nevertheless. Holzer was able to keep this close for most of the game and some pretty fun homecoming ceremonies at halftime, but not the way that they wanted this one to end as it's a loss for the first time since it was against Boonville a couple weeks ago on the same exact field. Holzer now falls to 1-2 and two yeah. on the season at home. That's another big thing right there. Haven't had that same amount of success here, success here in Hallsville. It's strange to see. Maybe they're playing a little bit better on the road, but... Again, I mean, they've had more road opportunities this year. I mean, they had, what, a uh, couple of the first four, or three three of the first four games were road games, so there's more opportunities on the road. He's got to defend home turf. 
So we're going to take a quick break here on the Show Me Sports Network, and when we return, Cam and I will wrap everything up, get you everything you need to know about this contest, and then set for next week on Hallsville Takes on Southern Boone. I believe I said a moment ago that was in two weeks. I was mis I misread. I actually looked at Osage's schedule. They play Southern Boone in two weeks. Hallsville yeah. has got the Eagles next week, then Blair Oaks in California. We'll talk about all that and more when we return in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. Final score, 33-22. to Hallsville falls for the third time this season. You just everything with Cam and I, and then we'll wrap it up in just a few minutes on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play -play coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! At Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society. Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Back in Hallsville to wrap things up on the Show Me Sports Network post-game show. Ben Schmidt alongside me, Cameron Payne. And obviously not one of the more fun post-game shows that we've had, but still a lot to get to. Overall, I just want to say it seemed like Hallsville met a decent match in terms of physicality, not only on the offensive side, but the defensive side. 
Osage able to run the football, block to, to block to be able to run the football and move the file forward. Meanwhile, for Hallsville on the other side on offense, it seemed like the offensive line was being pushed back into their face against Nichols for most of the night. Physicality problems right there, I think, played a very big role in the 33-22 loss for Hallsville here tonight. I mean, if you're a coach, you can't really get mad at your team. They, they showed fight all the way to the end. Absolutely. All the way to the end. You can't get mad. And it honestly, just comes down to the more physical team won. Yeah. It, it, the more physical team won, and they deserve to win. Agreed. We'll, do you want to highlight the fourth quarter for Hallsville? Don't need to spend a ton of time on the first half as Hallsville went into the locker room trailing 20-8. to eight. Connor Vaughn had two passing touchdowns and then a long rushing touchdown by Hood. That was all in the first half for Hallsville. But the fourth quarter is where they saw some signs of life for this home offense a little bit. Got the ball at their own 39, went 61 yards, capped it off with a 7-yard rushing touchdown by Harrison Fowler. And then again a few minutes later got the ball at their own 49, capped it off again with a 2-yard rushing touchdown by Fowler as he finished with the two touchdowns on the night. And then at the end there showed a little bit more fight. It was 4th and 25, and not only did Nichols buy all the time in the world, but then somehow was able to hit Isaac Stinson yep. way downfield. If honestly he had a little more time to set throw, maybe even hits him and try to go for a touchdown. Stinson had to wait on it a little bit, and that's what caused him to be run down. But, I mean, it's not often to convert a 4th and 25, so I guess that's maybe something to take into next week, the arm strength of Nichols and the ability that he had to buy time just to create that play. Yeah, and... At the end, when Nichols had that interception, Landon Sievers was coming open on a corner route to the back pylon. And when I first saw that ball get let go, I was like, oh, my gosh, we're about to see a heck of a throw and catch here. And, unfortunately, there was this miscommunication on the route. So Hallsville drops this one 33-22. Colton Nichols' final line finishes with a one passing touchdown and two interceptions. The passing touchdown he threw in the first, first quarter, 35 yards to Isaac Stinson, was Really, a really nice play from Nichols because he bought time and all this. Stinson came pretty wide open, so it wasn't like it was a tight window throw. Still had to get it over yeah. a corner underneath. That was one of the better throws we've seen from Nichols on a touchdown pass this season, as he has now just seven of them. And after the two interceptions, he's got seven interceptions as well. So even seven-seven from passing touchdowns to picks, but where he's really making his money is in the sixteen rushing touchdowns from Nichols. But surprisingly, did not see Nichols use the feed to the end, into the end zone once tonight, which is. An anomaly so far based yeah. on his season. I think it's what the first time all year he's been held in the end zone I, running. I believe so. I, I, I outside of the game where he got hurt and, and didn't yeah. play outside of a couple plays. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's a tough break for Hallsville. Um, just highlighting the game coming up. Uh, Southern Boone at home. It's not going to be an easy one. Definitely Southern Boone's not a slouch of a team, and, and, and a big one coming right before California at the end of the year is at Blair Oaks. That's a tough game. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're going to face. That offense with Dylan Hare. I mean, it, it, it feels like if Halsell is going to go on the road and take that one, um, it's either going to have to take a defensive performance like we saw against Versailles, where it's just mm -hmm. flying to the football. Everyone is is crazy about it, or it's going to be a Boonville game, but this time they win it yeah. like 59-58. It feels like that's probably leaning towards more a shootout victory if it is to be yeah. one for Hallsville. And you got to tell your players, I know Blue Oaks is in two weeks, and I know you guys are going to be amped up to play this team. They're probably one of the best teams in mid-Missouri. But you got you got to cannot overlook Southern Moon. It will be a trap game if you overlook them. Yeah, so Hallsville now is at 3-3, three and three, and Osage also moves to 3-3. Three and three. Hallsville now sitting at 2-2 two and two in district play so far this season. Quite the fall for Hallsville. I actually shouldn't say quite the fall. we still got a long, long way to go in the season, but Hallsville did go 10-1 and one last season. Now sit at 3-3, three and three, but still plenty of season left to go for Hallsville as they've got, what, now three more games on the season, one home, two on the road, and then hopefully yeah. more after that in the uh, games games that really count. want to say one more thing about Osage. Got to 
talk a lot about Connor Vaughn because not only did he play great at safety, had the one interception, but then on the other side of the ball at quarterback, they didn't throw a whole lot, but when he needed to make a pass, it seemed more often than not that he was doing that. Hit his wide receiver, Hunter Graber, a couple times for some big plays on. Both of them were big third and fourth down conversions. If those fall to the ground, I mean, it, Osage only won by 11. You're looking at a different outcome. Yeah. I mean, you're very much looking at a different outcome, and Oswald just battled to the end, and you, you got to credit to them. you got to credit the battling to the end. Did not give up. And I think one of the best plays we saw tonight was probably that 4 for 25 conversion. Yeah, and one more other. The Eric Hood, too, for uh, Osage at the running back position. It seemed like every time he was touching yes. the ball, he was picking up 10 yards. It seemed like every time he touched the ball, he's about to get 20 yards or a score. Do you want to talk about Hallsville a little bit? Because it feels like we talked about Indi- uh, the uh, Osage Indians enough at this point. Nichols, probably the most he has ever had to buy time yeah. to throw a pass at any point in the season. More times than not, he was able to do that. It seemed like he was targeting Isaac Stinson, the sophomore wide receiver, a whole lot in this game. And that was a lot of times because Stinson was a single coverage. But that's due if if they start connecting on some more of those. You like kind of what you saw to a certain extent moving forward. You can can tell Isaac Stinson is uh, Colton Nichols' guy. You can tell. Each receiver and quarterback combo has that. So. I mean, it's, you, you can look at any level. There's, yeah. You ha, you can have a lot of good receivers, but there's always, there's always there's that one, one guy. guy who you're going to look for. And it's certainly Nichols, at least tonight, was looking for Isaac Stinson. More often than not, was able to hit him for a touchdown one time. And then, like you said, that fourth and 25, big, big conversion. Harrison Fowler did have the two rushing touchdowns, just didn't have the yards we were used to seeing. He came into the game averaging 122 on the ground per game. And I think a lot of it's just because... Especially in the first half, I feel like he didn't get as much of the chances. Late, um, when they were just trying to do anything with the football, they gave him some carries, and he was averaging five or six yeah. every time he touched it. But I think looking back, that may be one where you're, you're thinking, I wish we got Harrison Fowler the ball more early in the game. Yes, yes, um, very much so. Harrison Fowler was basically the running game for Hallsville. Colton Nickel was able to break off a couple, but largely he was contained tonight. Um, like I say, if you're doing this game over, you probably get Harrison Fowler a couple more carries. Yeah, and the rush game with Nichols that you brought up. Nichols came into this one averaging 191.8 rushing yards per game, which is video game numbers from yeah. quarterback. And we don't have the exact number because it's it's a high school game. You don't have the stat broadcast, all that stuff. Would You would just, I've, just thinking about how this game went, guess that Nichols probably had 100, uh, less than 100 on the ground, I would, yeah. I would assume. Maybe even less than 75. If he had, if you're thinking crazy, if you're thinking, well, he had a... <laughs> If you're saying someone is like, well, he had at least 100. Well, he probably had no more than 102, but yeah, at I, least he had at least 70. It was it was, it was, was close. Like you said, it, it was not a lot of big runs. It felt like I'd be interested to see, talking later on in the week, what the carry numbers for Colton Nichols was like because yeah. it felt like early on they were using him to run the football a lot. And uh, we'll have to ask Coach Conyers about that because it looks like he is heading up this way. So we'll get a chance to talk to him here for a little bit. We'll take a quick break before we get Coach Conyers up here to wrap this thing up on the postgame show. Final score, Hallsville Falls 33-22. to We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website retrievingfreedom.org retrieving freedom changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Welcome back on the Show Me Sports Network post-game show. Hallsville falls to Osage here tonight. And as always, thanks so much to Coach Conyers for joining us. Coach, just talked with your team a few minutes ago. What was that message kind of like following this, following this loss here tonight at home? You know, the big thing is, is that as the head football coach, I'll take ownership and some of the stuff that we didn't do well tonight. And one of them is we got to do better practicing throughout the course of the week. You know, it's tough when you don't have a ton of guys that, you know, can give you tons of great looks on scout team. You know, you got to work with what you have. But our guys have got to do better of dominating on scout team on both sides of the football and not being so laxed. And that's something I challenged them with. And something I also told them is, our attitude and our effort tonight was tremendous all the way to the very end. I didn't care what the score was. I wanted to make sure that we fought hard till the end, and I think that's something that everybody got to see. I'm not big on moral victories, but I'm big on attitude and effort, and that's something that we showed here tonight. And when you lose like this in a fashion where the team was just flat out better than us tonight and didn't play well by any means on our end, on either side of the football, you know, it just those type of things happen. And you got to learn from them and you got to get better. And that's what I challenged them and said, hey, we're going to go to work tonight as a staff and I'm going to go watch this film here in just a few minutes and, and make the corrections. And then I'll see him in the morning and we'll go back to being uh, being zero and zero after tomorrow morning's film. Absolutely. So just making an observation for us from up here, it seemed like it was a tough battle for your team tonight in the trenches. It felt like when Osage was running the ball, they were pushing the pile forward. And then it felt like when you guys were dropped back to throw, the pile, the pile was being pushed back in Colton's face. Was that kind of something you guys saw as well? Yeah, you know, really we had to get away from a lot of our gap scheme stuff that we do offensively, and that's our bread and butter. They did a great job of pressuring us, and it just felt like pressure that was in the backfield all night long. Didn't matter if we were running the ball. Didn't matter if we were trying to throw. It just never could get a rhythm. Uh, the thing I felt early on was whenever we answered the, their score and we got up 8-7, to seven, I really felt like, okay, hey, we're ready to go. But then it just kind of felt like we lost momentum. And uh, to be honest with you, just didn't finish the way that we needed to finish plays offensively. And it was tough as a play caller tonight trying to get our guys into position to make plays that allowed them to be successful. So talk a little bit about that, that first quarter touchdown, that Colton Nichols to Isaac Stinson, because it looked like the DB got caught peeking in the backfield a little bit, but that was only made because Nichols brought time and then threw it on the money to Stinson over the behind everyone. Yeah, you know, great play. Something that we've really been practicing is kind of moving the pocket a little bit with Colton so that he can get out. He's a shorter quarterback, so he can get on the edge and see things a little bit clearer for him. And it, it was wide open just like we thought it was based on, uh, based on the coverage we saw from film. And he threw a great ball, and Isaac made a great adjustment when got it. And, uh, you know, that's something that we've got to take advantage of more is, is taking those shots. It just got really tough, like I said, as we got in situations where no matter what we did, it felt like we were in third and either nine plus. And you just, you really got to understand, you know, you got to say, hey, is this going to be a two for one where we're going to try to go for it on fourth down or do we need to try to take a shot here and, and get the first down? And so it, it kind of makes you uncomfortable as a play caller, you know, and I think Osage did a really good job tonight of putting us in those situations. So I want to ask you about one play on the defensive side of the ball, a big one that Osage made when the quarterback, Connor, 
Vaughn was able to, it was either third down or fourth down. It was essentially just a 50-50 ball thrown up to Hunter Graber here in this side of the end zone. And one that they ruled he came down with, although it looked like there was maybe a little bit of a juggle there at the end of the play. And that kind of, I think, changed a little bit momentum-wise because that falls incomplete. I don't remember specifically. It was either turnover on downs or fourth down upcoming. And that was big that they ruled that a touchdown. You know, honestly, you can't really, you know, put a finger on what the play of the game was but you were exactly right for the momentum shift of the game it definitely went into them and then the other thing was is whenever we we bobbled the pass for a touchdown on the QB scramble over there to, to, to cut it to you know like it could end up being 20 to 16 you know instead of it being 20 to 8 at half and so I think that was a lot of pressure on us offensively because we knew they're going to run the football and we knew they're very effective running the football and we really didn't have an answer for stopping all of the schemes that they had running downhill at us tonight. Coach Conyers joining us on the Show Me Sports Network postgame show. All right, just a couple more questions before I let you go. It seemed tonight, because it did, you did have to throw the ball out, at least attempt to throw the ball out, at the very least what we saw from Colton being able to buy time to get a pass off I thought was pretty special because there were plenty of plays where I don't know how in the world he saw a guy coming behind him to his left and back juked around him and bought time where you see so many quarterbacks, that ends in a sack. And at the very least, it may have ended in completion, but that's a play I think – does it make you feel good to say that a lot of times that'll end up being in a complete a completion because he bought so much time? You know, that's his pure athleticism and just having a feel for being back there and having a feel for the game and making stuff happen with his feet. Um, you know, and we we just we didn't protect well tonight. Um, I, I think that we broke down on some of our protection calls. We fixed some things at halftime uh, where we left a tight end in and we were able to protect and give him a little more time, but it still felt like we were being pressured all night long. And Colton was running for his life on a lot of those plays tonight. But, yeah, you know, you had has to go off to the, his effort that he gave us uh, this evening of trying to make things happen with his feet and his arm. All right, one more question I want to ask just about your offense because Harrison Fowler, running back, picked it up in the fourth quarter at the two touchdowns, really seemed to be running the ball pretty effectively, but it seemed like there was kind of a lull there in the middle of the game. Did you see kind of just ineffectiveness that he wasn't going to have big lanes to run through or just not getting carries in general because it felt like there was a period where we didn't see a whole lot of him yeah to be honest with you it was early in that first half you know we got in that second quarter and our game plan uh call sheet could have just went out the window at that time because our formationally what we were seeing and how they were adjusting front wise to everything we were doing with our double tight stuff really gave us some fit so that was some of the adjustments we made at halftime was to get in that double wing look the double offset and just pure run iso downhill and uh, he gets a two-way go you know he gets an inside out outside go and he did a great job of really reading that and having a great feel for it I wish we would have did that earlier in the football game manage the clock a little better on some of those early downs where we were getting positive yardage instead of being put in those third and not so manageable situations all right last last question for you next week final home game of the season knowing it's the last time you're out in front of the front guys that's something that you guys even think about obviously you're trying to win every game at home but are you thinking about that at all or just working Towards. No, I think about it, and I told the seniors that is, you know, we're going to hopefully get an opportunity to play here in the postseason one time at least. But, uh, you know, that's kind of uh, an, a kind of a, a gut-wrench feeling for those older guys that, uh, you know, this might be the last time they play on this football field. And we've got some stadium renovations that are happening here in the future, and who knows if this will be the last time that this actual playing surface is here for us to play on. Uh, that's still to be determined. But, you know, that I think that is going to play a special place in their hearts. And I told them this too is, Every single game from the, every game has been a big game all season long, but moving forward, they're not getting any easier. Our opponents are extremely tough, and it's going to be the same way down the stretch. So we just got to find ways to, to get better. We're there. We just got to make the plays, and we have to finish the plays. And like I said, we'll make sure that our guys are ready to go next week. 
Well, Coach, as always, thanks so much for coming up here on the roof of the press box talking with us. Big game at Southern Boone here at home next week. We'll talk about that one throughout the week and get into that. For everyone else, Cam and I will wrap this thing up for good on the Show Me Sports Network after one last break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! Back to wrap things up, Ben Schmidt and Cam Payne. I'll just lobby this question. Any, anything left to say? I think we pretty much hit on everything so far. Thanks so much, as always, to yeah. Coach Justin Kinders for being so generous to come and talk to us. You'll hear another interview from him on the pregame show next week against Southern Boone as we try and fend off this roof from Blake and the Southern Boone broadcasters. But Hallsville Falls 33-22. Yeah. Anything else, Cam? Uh, I mean, you heard it all from Connors in that postgame interview. Um, they just flat out were the better team. And that's just going to happen. But, uh, I mean, it's still plenty of football left in the weekend. Um, we have Georgia Zoo, all kinds of football. So We do. Absolutely, yeah. we do. Well, as always, it was so much fun to get the call. This would be even more fun to call a win. But that, don't worry. We'll get we'll get yep. one next week here on this on this same roof, Hallsville and Southern Boone. Got to feel good about that one. For campaign, I'm Ben Schmidt. Join us next Friday night at this exact same spot, exact same time on the Show Me Sports Network. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Fall is here. Football is in full session. Have a good weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, 
Fine Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football. Custom handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust 247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.